Today's guest on Creator Connection is Tom Buck, a YouTube audio and video enthusiast with a fantastic channel. And it was my pleasure to have him on. Go check it out on YouTube or listen right here, right now. So I think we're good. We'll talk right. fluff and then wait till people are here and, and then stop. But anyways, so I know you guys go to a lot of hockey games. I'm starting out really random because I don't That's think fine. anybody will be here for a few minutes. But <laughs> is that, what else do you guys have to do like in your area since your homebody's like us? But do you leave for anything more than hockey games and yeah, the hockey, hockey, thing hockey is training. New. That's very new because um, they built an arena here that opened up at the end of last year. And we have not had anything like that in this area. So that's a super new thing. Um, other than that, we do a lot of like... The cool thing here is a very resort-heavy area. So there's a lot of good restaurants and stuff. So we always like try to find fun places to eat and fun places to go. It's really pretty. Um, you know, there's good hiking. There's good... Uh, not that we like are super adventurous hikers, but there's like trails you can go walk up and down and stuff. Um, and then it's just a lot of like hanging out at home. I mean, honestly, like we're pretty big homebodies and everything else is about two hours away. So if we want to go visit family or a lot of friends, it's usually about two hours away. That is that is pretty much my area to a T, except the two hours away places are surely not as exciting. Like, <laughs> you've got big destinations. We've around got Disneyland you. and San Diego. Disneyland. I've got fun. Kings Island in Cincinnati and uh, <laughs> Fuddruckers in Columbus, basically. Okay, okay. <laughs> and no In-N-Out burgers, which is terribly upsetting. Yeah, that is my favorite restaurant. And it's crazy because they, they keep building them and it's nice. There's like four of them kind of near us. It blows my mind. So, but Terrible I never go. for you, but. I want to keep it special. So like we never go there. Why do I feel like I know that? Or maybe it's someone else that told me the same thing. Because I've, I've literally thing. talked to someone else that said, I don't eat it very often because I don't want to burn myself out on something I love so much. Yep. That's it. Every time I have it, I just like, oh, that's right. That's why I love this. It's so good. And I get mad at the five guys versus in and out debate because to me, they're not the same. Just in, if, if nothing else in terms of price, like five guys is a different price category than in and out is. So it's like... Five Guys is for very rich people. <laughs> like it is, I got a 50% off DoorDash coupon. I was like, that's it. I'm going Five Guys. And I went to check out by the time everything was done. I was like, I'm still paying $20 for a burger. I'm just going to bail on this right now. Yeah, that's that's the thing with Five Guys. In and out, I think they raise their prices, but it's still like the burger's $3 or something. Like it's, it's yeah. really cheap. That's, I miss it. I used to go to Vegas like, uh, yeah. every year or two I would go like a group of me and when I used to have friends in my like 20s and 30s <laughs> yeah, we, I remember those days we, yeah those days were they were kind of nice but then again you don't miss them but <laughs> we used to go in big groups and we would walk miles to to go to In-N-Out Burger and Liberty Dude says Tom how does it feel to be hated with pure love <laughs> <laughs> it feels great it feels great I should have been on the 440 Pure for all you could have and you still can I still I, could, I mean, it's, actually. You still could. You can switch. We could, we could essentially we can turn make this, this into a, the mic comparison. Exactly. <laughs> yes. You could, you could get every mic out on your desk. Oh those boy. Are, those are good videos. And I, and I think people that are coming to watch this and, and your, your wife is on here and says, hey. oh wow. Well, we'll just show it because we have the ability to do that on this. This is a test run on this software. So there is, there is Heather who you should also go subscribe to besides Tom, if you don't already. Because, like I told you earlier, 
you two are, are vlogging gold. I don't know why. I don't get into <laughs> reality shows. I don't get into things like that. But watching you two just have the couples table or just random <laughs> videos is just really intriguing. And since some people are here now, like the one reason besides the fact that Tom does audio and video, you know, demos, reviews, tutorials, which are extremely, I don't know, not only helpful, but just enjoyable to watch because you've got the color scheme going on. Me and uh, Jordan Kettner from Kettner Creative were talking about like how you've got your brand. And when I see purple and blue, no matter where I go, if I go to a store and there's like a purple and blue <laughs> section, I'm like, that's the Tom Buck section. Right I there. like that. I like that. That was, I think it was Bandrew from Podcastage was like, you look like you're trying to live inside a pop punk album cover. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. I will take that. There, that, I mean, the Aquabats are very blue. Yeah. And, you know, anybody that watches your channel knows that you love those guys. I imagine because of Yo Gabba Gabba, but I'm not 100% sure. Actually, it was before that. It no, was I, I, yeah. years prior. <laughs> Old maybe. school thought maybe you were watching it one day because it was your favorite show and you're like this band rocks no it was it was hardcore aquabats pre pre yo gabba gabba um but man i, I really did love yo gabba gabba though <laughs> yo gabba gabba is good that's uh i've got a couple friends and they remind me kind of of you and heather because i i set them up doing podcasting and they fell in love with it and they do a show called married without children and they just kind of document their life, why they don't have children, what they're doing with their life. And I don't know that you two don't have children, but I feel like I... We don't have... We have dogs, okay. but I thought I heard Heather say something about not, <laughs> you know, having children or whatever. And, and I thought that just, you know, watching you two reminds me of them because they, you know, they have the similar discussions and it's it's just a really good show. I don't know where I was going with that exactly, but... Color skin. Wait, it was Aquabats. Yo Gabba Gabba. That's what it was. Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. And they were, you know, they did uh, a fostering thing for a while and it was really endearing knowing that they don't mm. have kids, but then hearing them ask each other what their favorite cartoons were when they were fostering. And it was like Bluey and Big City Greens. <laughs> I don't know if you know either one of those. I have kids, so I know I've heard very of Bluey. Well. Bluey's fantastic. It's like a feel good. <laughs> it's like the, it's like your channel, but, but animals teaching valuable lessons and also being kind it's that okay. whole kind of thing i'll take it so it works out really well but i wanted to also get well i'll go through some of the comments first but part part of the reason as i was saying before like your videos your audio stuff it's really well done it's clean it's nice you've got a brand with your color scheme and just your setup in your room but more importantly than that to me is just the fact that I, I don't know you that well. We've had conversations, but I feel I'm a pretty good judge of character, especially when I can ridicule myself when I've been a jerk. <laughs> but I feel like you're a better human than, you know, creator. And that says a lot because you're okay. a fantastic creator, okay. but you seem really genuine. The plan kind. has worked. My like. Yes. <laughs> it's time to rule the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I really appreciate that. That's. I don't know. I mean, one of my favorite things about YouTube is like the you and YouTube. Uh, and I think that that's a really cool thing is that people can be themselves and share themselves. And not everyone's comfortable doing that. You know, like like you, Heather's vlog, she's way more comfortable being super personal on camera. And, and you know, if you watch my channel, it's like the main channel, 
there's not a lot of like, here's how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking today. It's kind of we're talking about this topic or sort of staying here. So it's different for everybody. But I really do value when it when it feels like you could meet someone off of YouTube and feel like they're the same person that you see all the time. And for I'm fortunate enough that pretty much everyone I know through YouTube, that has been the case for the most part, I guess. Maybe there's one or two. Um, but I think that's awesome. And I think that that comes across when someone's watching something and they especially if it's like hundreds of videos, you can only keep up a facade for so long before it would start to fall yeah. apart. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to slip up at some point. And we've seen YouTubers do that. I'm not going to name any in particular, but we've seen controversy, yeah. you know, with YouTubers and, but for the most part, maybe I'm biased, but it seems like the video audio enthusiasts, like there's, it, it almost seems fraternity ish. It almost yeah. seems like a, a group of, you know, college frat buddies and sisters. And it's, it's, I've yet to meet anybody that does. Well, okay. I'm not going to lie. There's one, but 99% of everyone I have met through this, which is why I wanted to do this whole creator connection series is completely give and take. Like it's mm -hmm. not a selfish thing and it's not, you know, let's do this and get more subscribers and let's, let's do this and, and, you know, take advantage of, of this or that and the other. And, and it's, it just seems like a good circle to be in, and it's really been the best hobby I've ever had, bar yeah, none, hands down. Yeah, no contest to, like, anything else. It's it's definitely a really cool group of people, and it's been so much fun, like, because people can do YouTube for so long, it's been fun to, you know, start a channel and then get to connect with people that I used to watch and maybe want to start a channel, and then, like, we could be in a stream together or, you know, comment on each other's videos or something. It's it's crazy. You can't really do that with, I don't know, like a movie star or something that you would see normally. No. And I'm not into movie stars. Like I'm, I'm not either. Not, I, I would really not. I don't celebrity like, thing. I've never really gotten starstruck by like, there's Brad Pitt or there's somebody that's cool. But like, oh, if I don't know. Yeah. If Bandrew walked by or yeah, <laughs> you know, if yeah. Curtis Judd was at a booth, I'd be like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you can relate to those people more like, you, you know, yeah. instantly you're going to have something in common or something to talk about. And yeah. To me, that's, and, and the fact that it's everyday people, you know, it's, which a yeah. lot of everyday people become famous and actors and this and that and stay humble. You know, we all love Keanu Reeves, but there, there's, there's just something different about it. Like there's something different about the excitement of like having you on and knowing like, you know, Tom was a teacher and now Tom's not a teacher because he took advantage of this fantastic platform and it's worked out. And yeah. like you and Heather were talking about, like the, the goal has been achieved you don't need anything more. You'll take, you know, the subscribers sure, yeah. and the fans and the circle, but the goal's achieved. And that's yeah. kind of what I'm doing. I just want to be happy. And this is, this is part of it. Yeah. And that's, what's fun. And I feel like there are a lot of people, especially in this niche that that's kind of their philosophy is like, just do it for the love of it. And wherever it goes is where it goes. Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, sadly do it for the wrong reasons. Like not saying it's like malicious, but a lot of people like I want to be a YouTube star. Yeah. And then they think of how can I do it? And let me, let me exploit my child and have him open toys. And that may be fun. That may be awesome and fun. And it may, there's plenty of genuine stuff out there. But like, if I decided to start an Apple review channel, like I would fail because yeah. I don't get along with Apple products very well. They frustrate <laughs> me a little bit. So I would, I would surely <laughs> fail and doing that for the subscribers and the hopes to, 
to quit my job would just be a terrible idea. A <laughs> terrible idea to do odd microphones too, but you got to do something you like. I don't know. I think it's a good. I think it's a good one. It's helpful. It, to some, I just don't. You know, I don't know how many people are out there looking for. You know, the next microphone from Fifine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think there's enough to quite get me to a goal, but it doesn't matter. So it's kind yeah. of the, you know, get there or die trying kind they of. They do make good microphones, though. Honestly, like, well, and. Bad. I shouldn't have said that because those are probably my most viewed videos or five fine oh. and mayo. Yeah. One of mine is too. And I was like, I think I just went to Amazon and I was, I was looking up like cheap USB mics. I just found whatever the cheapest USB mic was. I wanted to test it out. And it happened to be a fine one. I think it was the K669. Yeah. And I was so happy when I saw the name because I was like, oh, this name is just ripe for like oh, all punable. kinds of wordplay. <laughs> I was, it would have been so terrible if it was one of those like, you know, random companies. It's like NXOOG4, and you're like, mm. I can't, can't do yeah. anything with this. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of those. Those companies do make some pretty decent stuff. I mean, a lot there's, of it's in the same factories as the other companies. So it's like, yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. I'm using a Comica interface tonight just because I don't know. It just, I just wanted to see how it would do. And it seems Comica's to be doing okay. Good. Yeah, Comic is pretty good. I mean, it's decent budget stuff, especially, you know, for the video guy, which I, I got to ask. I, like, I know you love both, but I feel you're starting to creep towards the audio camp a little bit more. Uh, I mean, may, I don't know if the, in the videos, teaching is what pushed me that way because I love video, but very quickly working with students and seeing them, like, just understanding how bad poor audio could affect a project and i very quickly learned okay audio is way more important than the video part even in a video project and then just spending years and years trying to get people to at least recognize that a little bit yeah. definitely pushed me towards like focus on audio focus on audio and audio is really fun and it's like i don't know there's just so much you can do with it and it's so I feel like you can be more nimble with audio than video. Like if you want to change a camera, it's a whole process. If you want to change a microphone, it's a lot quicker and simpler. And at least for me, I don't know. I like well, that. do you, do you have, okay. What excites you more? I don't know if you have gear acquisition syndrome oh, yeah, like yeah. I do. Okay. Okay. A thousand percent. So what excites you more getting a new camera or getting that new mic that you're actually excited? Maybe even, I don't know. It, it's, I would say it's actually pretty even. Um, I got my Sony cameras, like a year and a half, two years ago, and they've kind of cured my gas for cameras a little bit because they're really good. So maybe I'm like leaning more towards audio because there's there's something you know weird like the Rode NTG no sorry NT1 fifth gen is like hey there's something kind of new about this microphone the the 440 versus the 240 I was like what's the deal with those two yeah so I guess maybe I currently have a little more curiosity about audio and I. I think I would happily admit that I know less about audio than video. So it just feels like there's more to learn. Uh, not that I know everything about video because I don't, but I feel like more advanced I, there. I feel like that's a stronger skill set than audio. So audio is very much like still figuring stuff out all the time. Yeah, me too. I, that's, and that, that's, that's what I hate is when someone assumes like, Oh, this guy thinks he's an expert. It's like, Oh no, Oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I just have, I just love gear. I am a yeah. gearhead. I mean, that's really, that's why I had a problem, you know, getting my setup started and trying four different, you know, PC setups is because I sadly have four different PC setups because I just like <laughs> getting the stuff in and upgrading it and having fun with it. And, you know, I don't use any of these 
hundred mics in my studio, I, I use them all like twice, three times, four times, you know, at the max. And it's just, the, it's just getting it in your hand and being like, Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, it's fun. Like I, when I do my own podcast, I usually do 10 episode seasons and I try to use a different mic pretty much every episode, but that means each mic's get one mic is getting used one time per season, 10 episodes. But if I have like 30 mics, you could in theory go a whole season without even using it for a podcast, but yes. not because I don't want to. It's just like, you know, yeah. What, what is the one that I'm really, really into right now? And I just want to use that one. It's yeah. been like the Lewitts a lot lately. Well, I feel, I feel like you're going to make the LCT 240 and maybe 440 like your booth junkie mic. Like he's so associated <laughs> with the E100S from CAD. And I think yeah. when people see the Lewitt at some point because, you know, the circle of audio enthusiasts, like they're surely most of them are watching something that you do. So that LCT 240 is going to someday, maybe they'll come out with a blue and purple version of it. The Ooh. TB. The LC, Ooh. the LTB 240 Pro. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, you know what? That'd be fine. The Lewitt is funny because it's like, I've only ever had good experience with Lewitt stuff. And obviously like with this mic, but in my mind, if I were trying to go towards like, what is the mic that I would want to, you know, th there's mics from, you know, Shore and, um, obviously there's road mics and there's Sennheiser stuff and earthworks where I'm like, oh yeah, like. If I would cherry pick something, that would be it. But the Lewitt just over and over again keeps proving itself to be so good. And then somebody in the video I made for it recommended this little mount that now I can position it how I want it. So it's like total game changer because now the mic is easy to use. That was why I never used it was it was hard with the shock mount to get it where I wanted it to go. Yeah. And now I can easily, reliably yeah, so it's hard. And then then the 440 came in, and I've been having a lot of fun comparing these two. I, I um, can't decide which one I like more for your voice because they both sound really, really good. And now, you know, I'm using I'm using the LTB 240 right here, but it's <laughs> yeah. the white version. Uh, but now I really want the 440, so I'm going to have to yeah, find Yeah, I wasn't that – I love this one so much I was not that interested in it, but it was, it was so funny. It's honestly – it was because people in the comments to my video on it kept saying, you need the 440, you need the 440 – that then Lewitt did reach out and they're like, we saw people doing this. Do you just want one to try? No pressure. And of course I was like, sure. I was planning to buy it because so many people recognize it. But it's like, if you want to save me a couple hundred dollars, why not? And there's no pressure to do anything with it. And now I'm kind of torn. Um, I was really doing just some comparisons today. There's definitely a difference, but it's tricky. I think I might, I kind of hate to say it. I don't know if I prefer the 440, but I might. But I'm leaning I, that way because I've heard you use them both a lot. I'm leaning 440 lately. I think I'm leaning that way, but I think I would more easily recommend the 240 because the smaller capsule, at least from what I feel like, makes it uh, less prone to picking up more of your room environmental noise. Yeah. So unless you're in a good treated space, I think you could end up with the 440 and be like, ooh, I just hear all the noise everywhere. Whereas yeah. this one is way more forgiving. It's almost like a dynamic mic in a way. Yeah, it is. And and it's uh I listen to a lot of podcasts and YouTube videos in my car and yeah. you know, cars in 2023 they they tend to be a bit on the bassy side. So yeah. when you do use a large diaphragm condenser like sometimes you do get that, you know, that I don't want to call it a muddy effect, but a little bit boomy boomy yeah, effect for in sure. your speakers and 
I feel like the, the LCT 240 is really safe. It's a really safe choice. Cause I don't think you're going to, I just, I just, it's hard to mess up. It's hard to mess up that clear and present non shrill or harsh sound. It's just kind mm-hmm. of foolproof. Yep. Absolutely. Which is amazing. Cause it's a tiny little, really tiny electric capsule. Yeah. It looks cheap. When you look at it, you're like, that's, Oh, it, okay. it is I, like that capsules <laughs> on JLI electronics. I believe it's the same one for like eight bucks, 10 bucks, something like that. But they found a way to combine it with the right circuitry and it just sounds great for yeah. what it is. They did magic. Liberty dude says, Tom, did you do this with your students? If so, do you try to keep in touch with the ones you predicted? I missed something. Yeah. What did did I predict? predict? (laughs) Clarify dude of Liberty. Oh wait, when in high school decades ago here, maybe we need to go with this comment first. When in high school decades ago, took three years of television class. We used to, we used to try and predict who would make it in the business. Okay. That's cool. Interesting. We didn't we didn't do any predictions because my my big thing was that even though it was a digital media program, it wasn't to try to make kids go be Hollywood directors because realistically, it's like, yeah, you're not going to join the football team to be a pro athlete. Right. Maybe a kid would do it, but most of them probably wouldn't. What I would try to to share with the students was like, this is a whole world filled with really cool stuff. You might find that you have an aptitude for this that you didn't know about. And that happened a lot, especially for students that were bad, you know, or not, not that they were bad, but they, they just didn't fit in like a math class or a whatever, more traditional class. And they'd come here and suddenly be like a superstar. And I was like, these skills are good everywhere. Like being able to be creative, communicate, problem solve. Plus, honestly, just being able to make a video, figure out software, record some audio. You'll be shocked at how much that comes in handy throughout life, even if you're not trying to be a podcaster or you know, a, a video creator or anything. And that was the biggest thing that I tried to to push with them. And then every once in a while, a kid, it would catch and you could just tell that that was like their thing and their, you know, I did definitely did have students who by the age of like 23 or something, they were doing like real estate stuff and high-end weddings and they yeah. were like making way more money than I was, um, which was really cool. Like it was so fun to see. Yeah. It's fun to root for those people. I mean, yeah. when, when you don't have an interest and that's the thing, like as long as you got an interest in it, as long as it's just something that you feel is fulfilling, you yeah. know, like if somebody's doing that stuff and making it, you know, a thing like Gil, I know yeah. Gil was the first guest on the show. What a nice guy. Like he's, he's a great dude. I love this for that too. Just getting to know people a little better. And you know, he's just, he's out there living his best life yes, by seriously. recording people podcasting, which he said he was going to get away from a little bit, but just the videography and, and just doing those things. And, you know, some he of us says are going to get away from it. And then I see him like do more level up his setup somehow more. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm getting away from it. But now I have this other camera, this other thing. And I'm like, that seems he's really good at it. So he is. Yeah. Extremely good at it. Yeah. So, now I, I, I do want to switch gears just a tiny bit. I, We've been talking music a little bit, and obviously, you know, I'm very 90s, and you're definitely mostly 90s, because we're just a few years apart. I think you're about 38. Not to out you on, you know. No, yeah, I'm I'm 37 right now. Okay. I'll be 38 this year. So definitely the same time period, but yeah, we know Tom loves ska, because the the Aquabats (laughs) are ska. Uh, when When I was listening to Less Than Jake the other day, I was like... Oh, I guarantee Tom 
knows this, you know, and not yeah. everybody does. That's not a th- maybe in maybe in Cali, it's more common than here in Ohio because everybody here is like yeah, Brooks and Dunn, yeah, but <laughs> you know, a lot more Brooks and Dunn here. But you know, I, I got curious. You know, I was like, w- it was it just that brand, or were you, uh, you know, did did you were you a punk in high school? Did you have the the mohawk, the chains. <laughs> no, is that I, what is that what drew Heather to you? Did she see you and you had the mohawk and the the big chain with the lock on it? And I I was like the exact opposite. I was the kid where literally it'd be like April of the school year and like a a letter would come from the office and they'd be like, oh, this is a thing for Tom and people would be like, who's there? There's no one in here that by that name. And I'm like, I've been here for six months. Um, so it was quite the opposite of that. Uh, I'm curious to know how you, I want to know after this, how you got into that, because like you said, Southern California being into third wave ska is like, it wasn't that hard to sort of fall into. Yeah. Um, for me though, I was like the, the, I had a friend in elementary school who had an older brother in middle school. Oh yeah. That's, that's where it starts. He introduced us to like rage against the machine and smashing pumpkins and all the cool, you know, 90s alternative stuff, which I I still really like both those bands a lot. So Yeah, me too. Cool with that. And then as I got older and you kind of become a teenager and especially just what was happening at that time, I went through the late 90s of like Corn, Limp Bizkit, New Metal, like, yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to say real quick, I have had a resurgence with Limp Bizkit. The, I, you know, I, I tried to hate him when I was younger. I tried to be too cool for him. But at the end of the day, they're a lot of fun, and they actually are catchy as hell. So I, I, I am off my hating Limp Biscuit wagon. I'm actually a big fan these days. I feel like the whole world is kind of, because whatever they've done recently where they've sort of, like, become self-aware. Yes, that's it. That's it. They they know. They know. Yeah, you know, it works. And now we know that they know. Like, we yeah. thought they were serious, and now we know they're not. Yeah, and, that, and well, Wes Borland I've always loved, and I still Me, love. Like, he's yes. one of the reasons I wanted to play guitar. Yep. Um, and he had, he did a solo album while he was with Limp Bizkit. It was just all him on every instrument. And it was insane. Like it was yeah. so weird. <laughs> um, yeah. His music is definitely very out there outside of Limp Bizkit, but with them, it's like, my God, the hooks and the catchiness are just off the charts. It's insane. It's off the hook. But yeah. So I like getting into that stuff and where I grew up was a town. It was a very small town that was, I, I describe it at the time. It was a lot of people who were very excited to be white. <laughs> and and they liked uh, a certain kind of music and they didn't right. like other things and it was sort of a weird place and everybody I felt like everybody took themselves real seriously and I just never quite like I just it wasn't that yeah and when I, I I accidentally discovered the Aquabats one day like on Morpheus or Kazaa or whatever like file sharing thing and I was like this is they have a song where they do sort of parodies of it's one song and it's like they do it in the style of Corn, Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock oh, yeah. and it's and I was like oh my it, it sort of pointed out to me like these bands that are super serious are kind of cheesy in their own way yeah and I was like who is this band I was like this band is super cheesy but they're doing it like on purpose and. I'm so grateful for that because it put, pulled me into this world of it's okay to be ridiculous. It's okay not to take yourself serious. And they weren't a huge band. So it's like a lot of stuff they did was very DIY, re- releasing your own records, taking advantage of the emerging internet. And I thought that was awesome, not having to rely on anybody else. And that 
that pulled me in there and then like everything else I discovered was just sort of through <laughs> through them in some way. Yeah. And that was that was it. It's uh Lodo Tech says Skahio for the win because he is uh Lodo Tech is also here in Ohio, just a few hours away from me. So it's, it's good to hear that there's more ska people out yeah, there. Yeah, what's uh, how did that's what I'm curious because how did how did it work for you? What was your like Hey Gil? Oh Gil's Thanks, here. Sir. Gil's here and he's already he's throwing chatting. tips. He's already throwing that podcast production video yeah, yeah. quality money out there. <laughs> Thank you guys. Uh, so, so what, how did I get into? Yeah. How'd uh, you get into like, I mean, I know you have very taste, but how did your, you know, third wave ska pop punk kind of taste form? I will try to keep it short as to not take up a whole, I could talk music yeah. for days and days and days. Um, but anyways, quick breakdown growing up in Ohio, <laughs> Of course, everyone's like, Brooks Dunn, Garth Brooks, Travis Tritt. Woo. Never could get into that. Never got into any of it. Uh, luckily for me, uh, long story short, I don't have a, much of a relationship with my parents. But thankfully for me, my father uh, grew up playing in bands, you know, loved rock. Yeah. Uh, last time I remember going to watch his band, you know, he's probably in his 40s and i was you know 20 something like that and i went to watch his band play and i knew my dad was a good guitarist like he can play yingwei momstein all that he's really good and uh he has been on the billboard charts with one of his bands in the past a long time ago but i went and watched him play and they played flagpole sitta you remember that song oh yeah harvey danger harvey yes. danger and they played uh I want to say when September ends, maybe by green day. And I was like, wow, like, okay. you know, my dad actually likes some of the same stuff that I like. Cause I, I've always liked that's green pretty day. legit. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, thankfully, you know, thanks to him, I, uh, you know, I liked rock from an early age, but sadly that meant warrant, you know, cherry <laughs> pie, cherry pie was my jam <laughs> for a long time <laughs> outing myself on the internet. <laughs> uh, but I was really into that. And my aunt got me into warrant. And at the time it was like, you know, it was either Def Leppard and warrant or, you know, country or pop. And I've never been much of a pop guy country. I kind of despise. It's just not for me, even though I'm in country land, but, uh, <laughs> thank God for remembering where you were when smells like teen spirit come on. You know, I remember exactly where I was and I was like, Oh my God, what is this? Warrant sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Warrant is terrible. And, uh, yeah, I, I met a uh, girl that was a few years older than me. Her name is Mandy Rowe. I have okay. a lot of appreciation for her as well. And uh, we, she invited me over to watch some kind of like crazy movie. It was kind of like BMX or whatever. And I used to be really big into BMX. Yeah. So I'm watching this movie and the sound was off. And me and her and like two other friends of hers i was like a young lad at this time but they were watching this movie to a soundtrack and that soundtrack was pennywise oh and i was so floored by the speed and angst of that band that that was just it from then it was like an exploration exploration of punk i wanted to find every bit of punk that i could and that led me to operation ivy yes. and you know less than jake and okay real big fish and mad caddies and all that stuff and I was just really, it was just my jam, you know? Yeah. And I went to concerts with a buddy of mine who now lives in San Francisco. He lives right by Fat Mike of No Effects, actually. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, we, we went to every punk, ska, you know, save Ferris. Didn't matter. Whatever 
whatever punk, was there. Punk or ska, we were there. Like at the Newport in Columbus, there was always punk and ska shows. So I've been to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds awesome. of punk and ska shows. And it just, it really stuck until I got old and angry and was like, I, I like metal now, you know? And <laughs> But I always go back to that stuff. And here yeah. lately, it's been a resurgence, you know? There were some of those bands I hung on to, like Blink-182. I don't care what anybody yeah. says, I will always... Everything they put out, I'm going to think is gold, whether it's with Skiba, oh, DeLong, doesn't matter. I love it all. Like the whole. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just great stuff. And, you know, now the the resurgence is happening. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, man, I'm, I'm glad that I, you know, at least know Tom a little <laughs> bit enough to know that there are some ska and punk uh, allies out there in the world that I can yeah. talk to online. And then when I step out my door again, you know. Randy Travis. <laughs> you just live in stagecoach country. It's bad. I mean, it's it's rough out here. It's uh it's seventy six percent red, you know, and I'm not into politics or anything like that, but I, I am very misplaced where I right. live. So. Well, I mean that that also explains maybe the like being drawn to the punk side of things, a bunch of music by people who kinda don't fit in a lot of times where they're yeah. from. And, yeah. And and that that was definitely me. I was not a not a popular kid in high school didn't want to be for that matter right. you know it was just kind of like i want to be you know the kid that everybody's like what is wrong with him you know <laughs> it was i didn't have a problem with it so yeah no 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 that's that's uh very very similar that's cool yeah. though it, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to do to grow up in rural small town ohio when you feel like you belong which i did live in vegas for a minute i moved okay. to vegas for a while but that, you know, it, it didn't feel the same. It was like, you know, I kind of want to go back to Ohio where I'm cool to some people and lame to most. <laughs> I like, this is a good tagline. <laughs> yeah. Cool to some people, lame to most. <laughs> it's pride. I'd take it. it I like is. Gil. I saw a comment from Gil said, I love a good lore. And I like thinking of this as like the bark lore. It's a, uh, I don't know what lore it is, but I'm just, I'm just glad people enjoy it to some extent. Cause I, I don't know about you. What what else do you, what? How do you combat burnout? Have you thought about doing anything else? I know that Heather might inspire you with her multiple channels. I know you have multiple channels, but I feel like you pay most of the, the attention to, you know, the self the self name brand. Yeah. Oh yeah. But have no, you thought about sure. doing anything else? Just to, I mean, my hobby is like collecting hobbies, is what I've realized, and so I just always audio video stuff it's the thing I've just never get sick of. So that's like, if I'm going to make a channel, it's going to be about that. Cause I'll talk about forever. But warrant was my first concert. <laughs> wow. Warrant and Def Leppard. Wow. Hey. I didn't know that about you, Philip. <laughs> it, it, it was the best of what was available back then. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so I, I have a lot of, I just always have things that I'm exploring and interested in. And sometimes it like, ebbs and flows like I'll be more interested in this and then this and I think even though that means I'll never be super excellent at any of those things because there's too many of them at least it makes everything exciting and interesting you know music's been a big one like I've been playing guitar I started playing guitar in 2001 so it's been a while not the stained song uh, I just thought the same <laughs> thing I was like please break out and do a rendition of it. please grab the bass and just do it I need to pierce my eyebrow and then I'll do it <laughs> And put um, on a don't tread on me hat and then do it. <laughs> um, but like, I'm not, I definitely, no one would listen to me play music and be like, that guy has been playing for like 22 years. Be like, cool. Like, what's it been? Eight months or something. Yeah. Um, but it's just fun. And so sometimes I'll get really into that and I'll want to like, you know, the last year has been all about the, all about that bass. 
And that's just what I'm super into. And then sometimes it's guitar and sometimes it's drums. And then sometimes it's something that's not music related. And all those things, I think, help keep other things fresh. And I've discovered that even when I do something where I, I has nothing to do with audio video production, somehow it ends up affecting it in some way or like it, it all ends up being connected in a weird way, basically. Yeah. And, and see, that's kind of like I have guitars hanging here sort of like you know i've got a bass in the corner like i can if i wanted to create a song which i have i have stuff on spotify and all that good stuff oh, but right. i don't oh yeah nobody will ever get the links but it's there <laughs> um just for my just for my like entertainment to know that it is there but i i've been playing since i was 16 but there is no way anyone would know it once i pick it up because <laughs> i never bothered to learn much about chords it was always more about what i what sound I could create, you yep. know, and I didn't really care to play other people's stuff. So I never really <laughs> learned to do all that stuff, but it, it's enjoyable, but I am, I am terrible. And I, and I did wonder that because your stuff is in every video and it's like, hmm, I know how good it's, is it's Tom in a way. It's terrible branding because if someone watches a video with the sound off, like this is a music channel, like <laughs> no, never <laughs> like it's not at all. Um, but I don't know. Guitars are just so like, they're beautiful pretty they're cool and yeah. they're, they look like i play all of them they're not just like for show but not great i the bass is i sorry to my guitars but the bass i think is my favorite now i i, I kind of enjoy that. my bass like I, I i pick it up a lot more than any of my guitars because i know i'm terrible on those but bass i feel like since i'm a a novice guitar player i feel like i'm an advanced <laughs> bass player that's kind of how i felt and then i took i took a bass course last year and it did go into like theory and scales and stuff that I could never wrap my head around with a guitar. And for some reason on the bass, it just made sense. And I was like, oh my God, I finally understand basic, basic theory that I just couldn't get before. Something about the bass just works for me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm a bad guitarist, but. I think that's why it works for me. <laughs> I did get something. I'm going to see if I can grab this real quick. I can't demo it. Yes, he's going to get an acoustic guitar and we're going to get a Tom Buck show. <laughs> no, somebody, <laughs> this is the magic of YouTube. So somebody emailed fart me. Box? And they were, yes. You okay. recognize this? I'm a gearhead. I, I feel okay. like I, everything I see, like my wife gets so mad. I'm, I'm just like RE20. Uh, yeah. You know, just pointing out stuff, and she's like, "Will you stop?" And I'm like, I, "I didn't know. I didn't know anyone would know what this is." So I'm gonna see if I can block this out. If the camera will do it, so the audience can see. This is called the fart pedal. Mm -hmm. uh, the person who created this reached out to me, and they're like, "Hey, love your channel. See the guitars and stuff. My company makes this. Do you want to try it out? It's called the fart pedal." And I was, you know, you get those emails all the time, and I was like, yeah. "I don't want to." Well, you, know. you get those. Emails well, I mean, not the not the hey, you want to do? You want to try it out? But the like. Yeah, you, no. sometimes it seems like it's a company you've never heard of that's asking for a review kind of I, thing. I definitely kid. I get the like, will you check out this uh, robot vacuum? And I'm like, that has nothing yeah. to do with microphones. But right, you it's know. eyelash serum. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought that was this at first, and then I was like, no, this guy's being really specific about the channel. I think he actually knows me. And then <laughs> his URL was fart.pizza. That's his actual website. Hmm. And so I was like, okay. okay. I'm sold. Send me the thing. And then he sent it. It comes in a can, like a can, like a bean can that you have to actually use a can opener. To That's like awesome. Open. I had to email him and go like, I don't want to destroy this. Am I supposed to use a can opener? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So There's no other this. way. There's no other way. That's the only way to open it. That's good so, marketing. So then I plugged it in. And I was like, okay, fart pedal. 
I don't know what I expected it to do. But it just every time you play a guitar, it just makes a fart sound. And it's not it's not even necessarily correlated to what you're playing at all. It's just different, really like uh, kind of like the Alexa if you if you tell Alexa to, to fart and then she's like, Do you want to hear an animal fart? Do you want to hear a yeah, long it, ripley fart? They're very like detailed, high resolution. <laughs> it's almost like uncomfortable and it it's the silliest, most ridiculous thing, and so much went into making this, and I love it so much, and it's like completely unusable. But I like this kind of—I don't know, you know, why I thought of this, but something about—I don't know—fart pizza is what I was like. This is so stupid and ridiculous, and I love it. And that is something that would not have happened with YouTube, but that's the closest I've gotten to doing like a music review. <laughs> I'm really hoping that you have at least one time taken a small amp and one of your instruments outside with the fart pedal. And just played on the porch. You know, we do have neighbors who sometimes really like lighting off fireworks in the wee hours of the morning. Next time. <laughs> that That's a great idea. Next time. They will be completely freaked out. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Oh, so boy. What? I, you said that Lewitt sent you that 440. Yeah. And I kind of, I just kind of like shouting out companies sometimes because it's one of the most surprising things to me about the whole YouTube thing is how downright freaking cool some of these companies are. And, yeah. I, and I didn't, and I know, I'm sure you can tell too, you can read the lines between different emails. Like you can 100% tell when someone just wants their product shown. Mm-hmm. And then you can 100% tell, in my opinion, when whoever you're talking to a rep from a company or whatever is genuine and like yeah. literally finds value in what you do, not just what you can do for them. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like Lewitt, you mentioned that like for them to just reach out and be like, Hey, we saw you using the two forty. We're going to send you the four forty. no expectations, no nothing. Like, yeah. How cool, how cool was that? I would not have imagined that getting no, into they're, this. They're kind of a, yeah, then they're kind of like a bigger company. So it's, yeah, it, it's pretty great. And then I felt bad actually because the person who emailed, she's like, I sent you an email like two years ago and you didn't reply to it, which, and I searched through and she was right from like summer of 2021, there was an email from her going like, hey, you want to do sponsored content with Lewitt? And I was like, oh my God, I, w- I didn't mean to not reply. I'm so sorry. I felt terrible. And she was like, no, seriously, like whatever we would have done, the video you made was so much better. Um, so we're happy you didn't, they love the video, which wasn't intended to be a sponsored thing, but it's like, you know, Heather and I were talking about this today. Sometimes people think that only if something is negative, is it honest? But the flip side to that is I kind of only talk about stuff I'm interested, like I'm excited about. So, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be critical of things when necessary, but I, you know, if I'm talking about something and spending the time to make a video about it and use it, it would be silly of me to do something I hate. Like, oh, this thing sucks. I'm going to use it for a month yeah. and just torture yeah. myself. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, the video was was pretty positive, but it's yeah. been really cool. I, I have genuinely great experiences. The audio world, too, people are just so nice. Like, Lewitt, Rode, Sennheiser, Earthworks, those are the ones that really come to mind is I've had awesome relationships with people from those companies that have nothing to do with making a video or anything sponsored. And it's just me learning that they're huge audio nerds who just want to talk about audio. 
And that, one of the coolest things was Sennheiser. Um, they, I, I don't even remember how this started, but I got an email from like one of the designer engineer people at, at Sennheiser. And all it was, was he was just talking about the channel and that he liked it. And the thing, I had done a video where I had an angle on the side and you could kind of see my boom arm, which had the Rode VideoMic NTG on it. And he was like, I just want to just offer some friendly stuff. And he had like taken screenshots and then drawn things where he's like, if you place your mic here, you'll avoid reflections bouncing off of this, that, and the other thing. And he did it in a way that was not presumptuous. It was like really down to earth and just really awesome. And I kept asking him questions. Okay, should I do this? And he helped me position the mic, even though it's not even a Sennheiser microphone, it was a road mic, yeah. you know, and it's like, he just was interested in audio. And then we started talking and then I was asking questions and that's how I ended up, you know, discovering like the MKH 50, which has been, which replaced the road mic, um, as being like my main out of frame microphone. And then we've done sponsored stuff since, but that, that started with literally just kind of becoming friends with someone and them being great and just super nice and they they even found out like heather and i were going to new york last year and they're like oh you guys you guys don't eat meat go uh like here's some awesome restaurants to go to and they were like the best restaurants it was that's cool it has nothing to do with microphones but now i feel actually it a lot genuine, of trust. genuinely genuine. welcomed by him yeah they're they real don't have people. to do that yeah i i've talked to um i that's probably okay that i don't I don't know why it wouldn't be okay. I'm saying these nice things, but I've talked to people from Earthworks. That's another company that is like just nerds about audio, like yeah. total nerds. And um, I was talking to one of them about the Blue Sona, and the, this person was like, "Oh yeah, I have friends that uh, work for Logitech, and I've been working on that." And they were just like, "I'm so happy that that microphone is good, and that it came out good. And I hope it's a winner for them." And they were just talking about. Earthworks, or not in their official capacity, but the person who associated with them was just talking about how excited they were for the people they knew at Blue and Logitech to release something that they thought was going to be great. It wasn't like we need to destroy them or other company sucks. It was like their microphone's great, our microphone's great, cool. Yeah. I love that. And and how about Sennheiser? Like literally, what what they do? They donated to like how many mics? Yeah. Oh, how many gosh, of the just, profiles? That's uh. There's not even honestly an official number uh, because it's kind of whatever. Sennheiser, this was a thing. Eventually, when we did a, a sponsored thing at the beginning of this year, when the profile was coming out, I don't even know why they chose. I don't really know why they chose me to do it, but I got to get the mic early and like kind of be the person that announced it even before it was like on their website and stuff. Um, and they they said this will be a sponsored thing, and I was like, yeah, it's. I can't call that a review. Like no one else can even buy it. Right. Um, and they, they were really big on, this is going to take some time for you to put together and we want to pay you for your time. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take a sponsorship thing, but instead of like the full sponsorship fee that's split it where I get my like money, but then also we send microphones to people. And that way, when I make the video, I don't feel like oh, this is sponsored. I'm sorry. I, I'm like really excited to say, this is sponsored. And so that was my idea was they had said the profile is so simple. It's going to be really great for like uh, schools and, and organizations like that. And I was like, yeah, hundred percent. It really would be. We should find some schools to donate these to because I know firsthand how difficult that would be. And they were so on board with that. And I had met some other teachers just through doing YouTube um, 
some that I had known in person and some that are on the other side of the planet that I just, you know, I'd sort of help them, not, I shouldn't even say help them. They had asked some questions as their starting programs and I just yeah. sort of gave them some whatever and kind of followed their progress. It's like these places would really benefit from a class set of microphones and um, Sennheiser was on board with that. And I was like, you know, sometimes, sometimes people try to scam me into giving them free stuff, but sometimes I find people that I really want to send something to and I can't like, I don't have enough things or shipping is insane. Can you also set aside some microphones that if I just say like, hey, I found somebody who would really benefit from this, let's send it to them. They're like, sure, <laughs> sure. So they set aside, <laughs> I think, I think I'm just going to keep asking them until it runs out. But I think it's like 20 or 30 of those, which is awesome. And then we found three school programs that they're donating full class sets of, but not just the mics, also like headphones. Oh, and wow. Then as they've been talking to them, I want to do an update once all the programs have everything, but it's, it takes a while to get there. But um, they're kind of customizing it. Like, oh, we talked to this person. We realized maybe they don't need as many mics, but they need more of this or more of that or a different kind of mic or something. And like, that's cool. Whatever. Like, I think that's awesome. It, it's not even just here's 30 USB mics, do something with them. But it's literally they're sitting down going like, what do you actually need? And then helping them out. That's the, the fact they were excited to be on board with that and didn't even question it uh, was amazing to me. It's just, yeah. And and that's, that's the exact kind of people that you want to do that for. And that's exactly that's part of the reward of doing this is, is like finding a way to pay it forward. Even if it's not you yourself buying and sending, but like you're facilitating something good like that. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's, that's part of what makes this whole thing like so awesome. Like, because it's, it's really hard to give back or to do good without a platform, unless you just yeah. go walking the streets, looking for people to help, which is going to be tough. You know, I'll go up and be like, Hey, you look hungry. Like, no, I just like Brooks and Dunn. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's really difficult to just find ways to be kind. And, and this whole platform is just, I don't know. There's there's really just nothing like it. And when I watch your video and hear that story, I'm like, okay, I that pushes me. I'm like, I got to keep going. You know, I've got to find a relationship with a company, you know, that that will do that kind of stuff. And and I kind of have in a way like Ceremonic, the guys from those. Oh, yeah. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. Guys and gals are fantastic. Like they keep they're sending me more stuff. They're giveaways and giveaways and giveaways. And I and I don't even think they care about pushing, you know, the stuff because they know, they know that my ceremonic videos get, you know, 500 to maybe a K, you know, videos. And, and it's, you're probably not going to sell many mics. And I don't think they care. You know, I just That's think the they, it, though. yeah, you, like you can't really think of nothing but that we've got yeah. enough of that in this country right now, enough capitalism, corporate, this and that, like we need to just find a way to to do something decent. And yeah, I, and it's so exciting to get those opportunities. Yeah. And it's awesome to find companies that are willing to do that. And just, I mean, like, you know, just sharing knowledge, like you were, you were saying earlier, I don't know if reviewing obscure microphones is like the best way to grow on YouTube, but there are a ton of people who maybe don't need another SM7B review, but they want to find something good. That's affordable. That's that. Yeah. And it's like, that, that is an actual service that can have, Someone can find it, get the thing that works for them, and genuinely improve like their quality of work or quality of work life 
just because you shared some knowledge and some info and that, you know, yeah. Well, and, awesome. and that I've said this small snippet a million times, but you know, my, I, I 100,000% in my own way ripped off Bandrew hundred <laughs> percent, you know, like I, I started a podcast and I kept, you know, I didn't, I didn't, the punk in me didn't want an SM7B, you know, I had to be oh. a little bit different, you know, <laughs> the punk in me had to find that really odd green Mohawk mic. So <laughs> <laughs> I get you. <laughs> so I keep finding these microphones. I'm like, dang it. Bandrew hasn't done this one. Why hasn't Bandrew done this one? You know? And then I come to find like Bandrew's not looking for odd used mics. Bandrew does new releases and this and that. And I was like, okay. I don't think he'll be upset if I start buying used mics and I kind of do my own Bandrew thing. Yeah. So, and luckily he was not because Bandrew's one of those really cool, you know, yeah, 99% of, of the circle, very supportive, very awesome dude. And, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I wanted to do some podcasting and I, I found all these mics and there was nothing on them. And I was like, man, what, what do we do about that? Yeah. And I'm like, I got an idea. I'm going to be the Behringer podcastage. And that was, <laughs> yeah. that was that. I and someone that. literally called me that. They said like, "Hey, you're like the Behringer podcastage." I'm like, "That is an absolute compliment to me." Yeah, I mean that means like, they get it, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The SM7B is so it's a great mic. Uh, it's a it's a the fantastic. Thing, I had mic. the same feeling of like everyone has it. I don't want it. I actually didn't like it because when I was working at schools and stuff, I like I got a bunch because it's industry standard. I was like, you know what? I actually kind of don't like the way that this works or sounds. Turns out it was my fault for not setting things up properly. But eventually I was, I never had one and I would kind of borrow one here or there when I needed to do comparisons. And then it got to a point where I was like, ah, I need an SM7B because even if I don't want to use it, it's the question everyone has when I review a microphone. How does it sound compared to the SM7B? Review an interface. How does it work with the SM7B? So I was like, I kind of just need to have one to answer that question in videos. And I remember... I got mine and I was, it was during the pandemic when I was teaching online. And so I was going to do a class that morning, which was fun because I got to use different mics every day. And the students were like, whoa, you're using a different thing today. Yeah. And I remember plugging in the SM7B, <laughs> doing a <laughs> test. And it. I literally laughed out loud because I was like, this sounds so good. <laughs> like I, I hated how good it sounded. There was no handling noise. I was like, oh, this. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. And then and then that was like probably my main mic for a really long time because it was just the reliable, I don't have to think about it. It's going to perform. It's going to come through. <laughs> and I, I just remember like I wanted it. I wanted it to be bad. I'm not going to lie. Like part me of me too. was like, I want it to be just not good. And then I can finally go, hey, look, this one's not, you don't have to only get this one, which I still think there are a lot of people who get it who might be better suited by something else. Oh yeah. But it's a really good mic and I get it. I a hundred percent get it. And I'm a huge fan of it. It's I am too. And I didn't want to be, and I did the same thing. I, <laughs> I, I posted on Twitter. I think I have owned an SM seven B 14 times now, uh, because I kept finding, like, I'm a scour. I scour yeah. the interwebs. I scour every site. I know I've got alerts set. So when an SM7B pops up for 200 bucks, I'm like, that is mine. And then, you know, I package it with an interface and that's how I keep my channel going is buy and sell and find nice. deals. And that's cool. Um, yeah. It's, and it's fun because the gearhead, you know, the gear acquisition syndrome, yeah, it's satisfied. That. Yes. Um, but yeah, I finally, after deciding to do some 
interface reviews, not of Julian Krauss level, but of Behringer <laughs> Julian Krauss level. I, uh, which he's fantastic too. Yeah, he is. Um, I, I was like, I have to have it. I have to keep an SM7B if I'm going to keep doing these cheaper and oddball interface reviews. Because yeah. people have to know if they power them, push them, whatever. Because it's uh, everybody's got to have one. Yeah. And no, on my fourteenth sure. one, uh, I hooked it up to. I've got a Behringer UV1, which is like a channel strip audio interface with digital mm-hmm. processing built in, all that good stuff. And uh, I think me and Bronson were doing an episode of Obscure Hotline, and he's like, I'm just going to use the 7B. I was like, okay, I will too. I'll just plug it into the UV1. You can't I'll turn that one. My, I can't It was. That was one of the last couple, I think. I think I remember you guys, I could be wrong, but you were saying, like, you were pointing out, like, we're both on the some 7Bs and, like... Yeah, and, like, disgusted with ourselves, kind of, <laughs> that kind of... <laughs> But I really, I really do like it's, it's, it's a dynamic and it's 400 bucks and there's no mic activator. You know, I have this problem where it's like, no one needs to spend $400 to do a podcast. You just right. don't like if you want to, and you love the mic, that's a different story. But if you think you have to, like you that's need exactly, this, and like, you, you don't, you know, you don't need it. In fact, you know, any cheap handheld will do. My buddy, Den, that does the Married Without Children podcast, I, I, he's using like a, I gave him a digital reference DRV 100. It's like on sale for $20 routinely. He sounds great on it. Like yeah. absolutely great. But I plugged that SM7B in during that podcast and I tweaked my processing a little bit and I just stopped before we hit live. And I was like, I was cussing, you know, dropping some, <laughs> some bombs. And he's like, what? And I was like, this mic sounds so good. Like it just <laughs> with processing and just a yeah. little just a little bit of top end sparkle added to this neutral sound. I was like, this just sounds damn it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. mad. I was like, the, <laughs> the punk in me hates this. You know, I hate that this thing sounds so good, but it does. You know, it, it just does. But that doesn't mean that it's $400 good compared to. Right. It's not $300 better than other no, mics necessarily. No. And, and, and for that matter, you know, you talking on that Lewitt, you know, if you. If you grabbed a Telefunken that was three grand and put there and, and talked side by side and it's like three grand for this or 129 for this, you know, the, yeah. to me, like it's always going to be the 129. Like if you can get this kind of sound on yeah. a budget, why in the heck would you spend thousands? Again, the law of diminishing returns hits yes, real quick with mics. Very fast. And I, me, myself and I, I cannot convince myself to keep anything that's worth SM7B levels or more. It's a good, to a it's fault. A good le, that's a good limit, though, to, to kind of be there. I, I mean, I know Bandrew did his, like, he bought his $7,000 Neumann, um, which I would love to try a mic like that, but I just couldn't. I just yeah. couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't either. Like, like, I would like to talk into it to see if I think that it's mm-hmm. like, could I own this and not put it on reverb? You know? I feel like I would use it and just like tears would start forming because I would, yeah. it'd be like the SM7D where it's like, I get it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think I get it. I don't think I would get it. I really don't think if I, if I spoke into that, cause I had one of the videos like, and it's kind of c- the consensus out of my nice little circle I've formed. Like I had this road classic. It was a tube microphone. Okay. And you can, I found one the other day for like five ninety nine, and it, I, I swear it sounds just as good as any mic I've ever heard, at least from watching videos. But 
I don't know. I, I feel like it's just that name. I know they use the best components. I know they use the best parts. I know that it's been used on 90% of Grammy award winning albums, but I just can't see a single microphone being worth that. No, I you're just, paying for the name for sure for part of that. Like, yeah. And I'm yeah. sure it's great. And I'm sure there are some albums that, you know, are just better because of it. But if Billie Eilish can make a hit album with a AT2020 and a Scarlet 2i2 right. or whatever, yeah, I mean, nobody's going to know she didn't use a Neumann on that record. And I feel like that's the same thing with us podcasters. No one's actually going to listen and be like, oh, yeah, that's an SM7B. That's totally an SM7B. Yeah, unless they're weird, weird, obsessive. Like us. Like us, yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> unless they've got gear acquisition syndrome. Yes. But. I don't know. I'll keep this. I'll keep this SM7B. It has. It has to stick around. It has yeah. to be the. They do mic reviews. They just gotta have one. Yeah, it's kind of a rule, I think. But now I'm struggling with Louton Audio sent me an LS208, which is an end address broadcast. Well, not oh. broadcast. People hate when I say that word. End address condenser, and it's like five hundred and fifty dollars. And I just stare at it, and I'm like, Am I terrible for owning this? Like, am I just <laughs> off? Like, there's You're not people. Terrible there's for hun- there's hungry people out there, you know, and I'm. <laughs> I've got this hanging from my boom arm. Am I terrible for this? I mean, that I sometimes feel that way with my MKH50 because it's a $1,200 microphone. And it doesn't sound $900 better than the Rode VideoMic NTG, but it has made my life so much easier and made I can't, I can't go back to anything else after using that as boom mic. It's just I think that's good. a big difference. I, I, I think that's where money really does come into play. Not all the time, but like an out of camera shotgun microphone. Like when you use that, I would think you're ta- you're close miking with a good condenser. It's a crazy mic. So I love that, that that's one. a little different to me. And, and and if you are if you've hit the goal, if you've if this is your career, I, I yeah. think owning that kind of equipment makes perfect sense. Like if this <laughs> ever becomes my career, I may be able to hold on to something like that. That's but how until I then, justify it. yeah. I do have this though. I should show you this. I'm gonna okay. try to grab it real quick. Wait, where did it go? Oh, it's right here. I don't own this. I'm just borrowing this. And I do get was... that, Johnny. It is a tool of the trade and you worked hard for it. Totally get that. It's That's just true. it's just hard sometimes. It's just it's difficult to yeah. hold on to expensive things. B and H has let me borrow this. I don't know if you watched Ted Lasso. I don't know if we've talked oh, about Oh God. This. That's my that is the best okay. show I've ever watched in my life, at least in that genre, because I just feel like my heart turns to gold watching that show. Yeah. It is so well written and shrinking. Oh my god! I need to watch Shrinking. I shrinking, need to watch Shrinking. Shrinking is almost it's ninety eight percent as good as Ted Lasso. Okay, okay, which is pretty good. Um, every time they show the announcers in Ted Lasso, they're talking into these weird mics. Yes, and I was like, what are those? Yes. Uh, it's a Coles, I don't even know the, the, I mean, there's a few different ones. It's a ribbon mic and I had never seen a mic like this before. And B&H let me borrow it for a month. These are so cool because they sound great, but there's like absolutely the most insane wind protection. And then you put it right up against your mouth yep, and it blocks way, everything else out. Come in. Yeah. And then, but it still sounds, you know, like a broadcast microphone, um, it's the weirdest looking microphone ever, and I love it. And it's this weird color, and it's also really tacky. Like it sticks to you. Oh, um, so it's got that that coating kind of. It or? kind of feels. I don't want to say unpleasant, but like almost. <laughs> um, but I get so, it. Like something you should not be holding. 
Yeah, but I, I get you're outside, you're in the cold at some like, I don't know, like a snowing football game or something, and you can't sense. be dropping your mic and you can't. It's And you don't want it to get freezing cold. It's so cool. And I think these, I think it was like 800 bucks, this specific one. Um, I'm really excited to make a video about this. I I guess I, I guess because you said the price, and I was like, well, this is $800, but it serves such a specific purpose. For, yeah. Not for me. Like, I do not need this. So, you know, B&H is going to... Um, take it back in a month but um it is awesome and i love just the the weird crazy specialized stuff like that is really fun but that's probably that and this are my most obscure mics right now have you looked to see if there's a video on that cole's mic yet is there any out there i I haven't looked i'm sure that there are um but through the magic of youtube i posted a thing on instagram when i got this i was like oh like have you ever seen ted lasso like look, it's the thing. I'm going to try it out. And somebody messaged me and they were like, I'm a, a soccer, like a soccer football announcer. I use that mic all the time. Here's a link to some broadcasts that I've done with it. I'm using it today. In fact, and I was like, Whoa, uh, that's that awesome. is so cool. Yeah. Um, which is like, I would have, we would have never connected otherwise because this is such a weirdly specific thing. And then my other, uh, super weird mic is this. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Which <laughs> I think it's called trash talk or something. I don't know um, what they're called, but I've seen like Soviet Union versions of them yeah, on eBay. It's a Christmas gift. It's just an old, it's actually an old like, you know, thing from a rotary phone that someone just put XLR onto and it does not sound good, <laughs> but it's so fun to like. They usually don't. I've got this, which I've showed on this before, but it's the, I think it's called a Bargle blog. I don't even know. <laughs> I got it. I got it off Etsy and it's okay. a light, it's a light switch turns it on. <laughs> And it's wrapped in like some, I mean, it's well, it's well done for what it is, but it's a speaker. And you know, when you talk into it, it sounds like an old timey announcer mic. It's, you know, real crackly. Like if there was a nuclear Holocaust coming, I could be like, everybody get in the bunker. And it would sound (laughs) legit. You might need that one day soon. I might. Well, it's very possible. Yes. (sighs) Sad. But, oh, I, I actually had one more question from you because you said you started playing guitar when you were 16. This is a very random question, but I'm super curious. I like Were you ever on in the early like 2000s music message boards and forums? Do you have an example? Because I'm trying to remember. Like I, so, I was on IRC, which was like internet relay chat rooms. There was that. There was guitar.com had a message board, um, and then the one I'm thinking of, which is not a dating site, is Harmony Central. Um, I do remember Harmony Central. Oh, because they had gear reviews, like per, yeah. way per YouTube, it would just be walls of text, gear reviews, and then they had a message board, and the message board was great, and that's where I like also learned about tons of music, connected with people who were into this weird stuff, and I was just like, if we had been playing guitar at the same time and kind of followed these threads, I was just wondering if we both happened to be like, if we had ever interacted like 20 years ago. It's uh, possible because Harmony Central brought back memories. Like I know I was on there. Oh, I was and, on there all the time. I, I was definitely on there. Not as much as I was like, you know, the IRC and ICQ and all that talking yeah. to random people. But, but yeah, I was definitely on Harmony Central. And that, it's, that God, now that makes me wish I could just travel back in time and see what all, you know, because I was on the internet a lot in the 90s, even though it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just so intriguing. Yeah, it was great building a GeoCity site, you know, like Yeah. Yeah, Angel Fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was all so good. I actually had uh 
I got my internet service provider taken away twice. Me and, uh, me and the guy who introduced me to all the punk and ska bands that we went and watched. We, uh, yeah, we would, we would take over those internet relay chat rooms and uh-huh. kick people out and change them and do all that stuff. And <laughs> next thing I know, my stepdad was very aggravated at me and said, we no longer have internet because apparently you were hacking. I was like, I don't think I was hacking. That's not you quite know. what it was, but not okay. quite what it was. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely got myself in, in some trouble with those, but that's awesome. That was yeah. just my question. I was just wondering. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, Harmony Central. Yes. And now uh what they what they changed the one to it used to be it's a gear it used to be gear sluts sorry for the oh, language yeah. uh i don't know what they changed it to now but i'm on those all the time i'm constantly reading about yeah. you know old microphones and this and that and those yeah, are all kinds those of good cool stuff sites. yeah i don't want to huh. keep you oh I no no we've... i was sorry i was looking over it at uh there's so many names I recognize in the chat here. It's really cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that that's what that's what makes me happy too. Because I know you know my little base of people that watch every video, which I appreciate through and through. Which does lead me to another question, or actually a comment slash question. But like I, you, you just know, you know when when there's gearheads and and mic lovers and video lovers, like you know they're watching. Yeah. A lot of the same channels. Nobody know? watches just one video on something and leaves. No, no, you would, you would definitely burn yourself out really quick. If you just watched one of mine or, you know, 20 of mine, like, like, please go, go watch something else before your whole life is nothing. But that's what she said. Jokes like you need a little more exposure in your life <laughs> than just that. And I know they get it, but, uh, what, what do you think? Like the percentage, something I've noticed and, and me just kind of getting started, which I've been doing it for, you know, like four years, but yeah, the like slow rolling, the slow rolling, uh, process of obscure microphones, I, I feel 10% of that subscriber number, which I think people obsess over that subscriber number way too much, but I, but I feel like 10% are consistent watchers. That's probably accurate. I mean, I think that, I think that's pretty normal. I don't know if that's like the stat that YouTube gives, but I'm always shocked at how how often someone will say like I just found this channel I just did this and I'm like who's watching the videos then <laughs> like it, like it's not the people who are well, I mean other than the ones who are here of course right it's not the people who have who have subscribed it's a stream but that's where you just never know and that's Heather and I were talking about this yesterday on a stream where it's like I remember I've seen that people break you, their you said you did not like when, or not not didn't like, but like when people were like, "Why don't you have more subscribers?" Oh yeah, that's the thing. Of like, yeah, because you hit a milestone. Like I can remember, you know, like ten thousand is the one that stands out as like this is an unreal number, and I just couldn't believe it. And then somebody's like, "I love your channel. It's so good. I can't believe you don't have more." Su- or it's not. That I can't believe you have more. I can't believe you have so few subscribers. <laughs> And, and they're, of course, Heather always reminds me, they mean it in a good way. And I'm like, I know right. they do. I know they do. But it's just a weird statement sometimes. Yeah. It's like, you know, normally black shirts look terrible, but on you, it looks good. I'm like, but is that, I think I heard an interview <laughs> where Albert Brooks called something like that, a complisult, like a compliment insult. And I was like, yeah, it's almost like a complisult. Like your, cha- your channel is amazing. I can't believe it sucks so much. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Such but, fantastic work. I can't believe only this many people actually care. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, that's not digging it at any insecurities that I have. So Yeah. Well, it's like what 
Liberty Dude says, we never watch, we only comment. And that <laughs> that is evident by my watch time. <laughs> like you, they watched one minute of your video, but there's tons of comments. Yeah. And the, the comment is the question is something that is addressed later in the video. You're like, you should talk about blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, if you got to minute four, I'll oh. talk about that for a while. Yeah, but, not 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 to hate on the commenters, but that <laughs> that is probably, that is problem number one in my opinion is the people yeah. that are like you know you didn't even do this and like at minute six and a half i did like yeah. i 100 percent did i promise you like please just go back and you're getting yourself in trouble by the way oh i know i say that it's not an insult i know it's i know it's not an insult but it's just i guess it digs to security oh i see i saw um know your joe is asking about the roadcaster arm um is that here? Yeah, in a previous video with Tom and Heather, you recommended a different support arm with spring support for the Roadcaster. Oh, yeah, I switched to like a really long arm for it. Before that, I don't remember the brand. It was literally the $25 Amazon vase amount. Like any of them will work. I don't forget what the brand even was on it. Some of my Roadcaster Pro 2 videos would have a link, but the cool thing with it, any Vesa arm will work. So if you just go to Amazon, vase amount, find one that's the price you like at the you know, it's not a computer display. It's not super heavy. It's not super delicate. It'll put yeah, on anything. It'll work. That's great. basically what I use is it. I mean, it's a monitor arm that's just modified with a, you know, five H threading. Yeah. But, and, and I love it. I mean, it's, I think it actually would have maybe worked for what you were trying to solve with. I don't know. What is that device that you did eventually find to make the Lewitt work from the comments in that video? This is the audio technica AT eight, four, five, nine. I had made like my own version of this using like a bunch of adapters. And then someone was like, you should just get this thing. It's expensive. It's like $40, but it's super well built. So it can hold the weight of anything. And then you yeah. just, I honestly think a boom arm should just have, this should be the, the end of the boom arm. Like it, right. that's how it should come. And that way you just position any mic any way that you want. But it makes the most sense. Cause I mean, most of them are, they are difficult, but this, yeah, the, the Vivo, you know, this thing's up, down, left, right. Yeah. B, A, B, start kind of situation. And <laughs> that's it's, how it should be. It, it, yeah. Cause otherwise, how do you, you know, I don't know. And, and yeah. some of those mics with the built-in cables, I've got one, like an OC white AccuLite <clears throat> or something mm -hmm. up in my, up down at the house. And it's got the built-in cable, but just the adjustability of it. Like if I have a microphone with a shock mount or you know the cable's too tight you know it won't yeah. stretch or there's just not much you can do with some of those so those are yeah these are nice yeah i'm i'm a big fan of little doohickeys like this it's just it's so solid i was like this is 40 dollars, but then i took it out of the package i was like yeah okay i get it yeah <laughs> yeah some 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 things like that are 100 percent worth it yeah and you'll never need to buy another one so no no, you're one and done. That's like these Vivo boom arms, which I think Vivo is a big manufacturer of like the monitor arms, I believe. Yeah, that's what I, that's what my Roadcaster's on now. And it's, yeah, it's built like a tank. It, yeah. It's way yeah, more it's than the Roadcaster needs. Not going anywhere unless you absolutely <laughs> want it to. Yeah. But have you seen the boom arms now? Like, I know Amazon always puts light on the weirdest, newest, strangest stuff. You know, you, you can find it on Amazon. Yeah. But now they've got, I, I don't, I get it to an extent, but the fact that you have to power a boom arm now, like the LED lit boom arms. I have not seen this. <laughs> Toner has one and of it's a beefy. They, of, course of course they do. Yeah. It's a beefy looking boom arm, but it literally has LED lights 
all throughout the boom arm. Even a okay. toner logo on the joint that is lit and changes color. And <laughs> is it, it is, USB uh, powered? I don't know. Like I, I reached out to Toner to ask if they'd send me one because I was like, I've just got to have one to put on the channel. I kind of don't hate the not. idea, honestly. Like, yeah, well, they're not too me, into the so glowing logo, <laughs> but the the LEDs. I have seen like these desk mats. There's some that have glowing like LEDs around the edges of them, and I know like everyone hates RGB lights and everyone hates exposed tube lights and stuff. And I'm like, you know, not what? everyone. Gamers like and it. streamers love it. Yeah, I think that's why other people hate it so much. But yeah, um, I, I like it to an extent. Like, I mean, I've got you know, I've got some purple behind me. It's all about how it's my done. Like, you know, jam. it's how it's it, things can be done well and things can be done not well. But I would, yeah. I would not be against a boom arm that had LEDs in it. I did get the Rode NT USB Plus, their their new one, and I was plugging in, playing with it. It sounded great, and then I had it in here left turn out all the lights and needed to come back in and get something and i saw it just glowing blue on the desk and i was like yeah. wait there's a light in there i had no idea <laughs> it's like i like this microphone even more now but some sometimes they're just really well done i've got a little mono price just because it's on sale for 10 bucks it's a little, yeah. little usb mic and it's really small and it's end address it's really cool but it's got four green leds in the head basket oh nice it's just Mono price saved my life so much when I was a oh, teacher. Man. Every cable adapter, headphone, like, oh, I don't know and what I would have done. So cheap. I bought, I bought like four tablet stands just because they were seven dollars a piece, and the, it's got a big <laughs> yeah. metal base and an articulating arm. And I was like, okay, one for the studio, one for my office at work, one for my secondary studio in the house, and one for my wife for cupcake, you know recipes on the tablet yeah stuff. And it's just mono price is awesome oh they're fantastic i mean everything they've sent their ribbon mic is awesome like i haven't tried I, that it's great and sometimes it it's discontinued now which oh. really sucks but before it was discontinued last week it was a active ribbon mic and it literally sounds good i have a video on it it is it was 30 dollars <laughs> 30 30 bucks like the highest it ever was was like 179, but it was thirty dollars last week. Jeez, I know they. May, I've been wanting to try some of their guitars. Me um, too, because I love cheap guitars too. My bass yeah. is a Donner, and I love that freaking bass. My this is a, this is the most expensive instrument I own. But my other bass prior to this is a um, an SX bass from Rondo Music. It was like 120 dollars. It's great. I have a a weird SX. Uh, I don't even know what this guitar is. The shape is so weird over here. Um, it is like another $100 guitar, but honestly, they're freaking good. Yeah. I, I The guitar that I owned the longest was a Hondo, which oh, I nice. think was like a subsidiary of Gibson maybe. Yeah, or something. Yeah, it was like Epiphone's Epiphone or something. Yes, yes. It was like the, the uh, Clover Valley which is the Dollar General brand. It was the Clover Valley Squire, basically. <laughs> which oh, I, I've never played a Squire. I like, I will say that. Can't. But this can't. is my first guitar over here is a Squire, and I'm sorry. I know there's some decent it's ones. Not, it's, it is not a fun guitar to play, okay. even okay. after restoring. Okay. The neck is not good, and that is an example of like, okay, if that were the only guitar I ever used, I don't think I would have kept playing guitar, because it just really doesn't feel good. It's and just then, the action is real... Bad. the neck is like grippy the the 
even when it's set up well, it's it's just not fun to play. And I have refinished it. I have put it. It probably is the most expensive electronics of any guitar I have because it's like, it's got all Seymour Duncan pickups and like custom everything in it, and it sounds still no, awesome. Still no dice. Still just not not fun to play. Um, whereas anything else, but and I guess to totally contradict my point, my American P bass here. Uh, as soon as I took it out of the box, it was like the SM7V. I was like. This doesn't feel like anything else I have. <laughs> yeah, that well, that's true. I mean, I, I I owned a Paul Reed Smith one time, okay. and I was like, I'm never selling this. I will never give this up. <laughs> I went, what just happened? Oh, is that me? I, I went. Know. Sorry, I pushed a button with my foot. I got tangled up in a cord, and I, I have my foot pedal here. Well, that was still kind of cool. What did that do? That brought what up all that? the chat. Oh, cool. This is my screen share from my stream. Yet, so I'm still down here. Hello. And then there's the chat. <laughs> nice. I like that that can that, that can be done. I like this software. It's working out okay. Oh, it's been great. So Not I don't bad, I don't know at all. It seems like everyone's seeing everything, but yeah, on the guest end, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, I was sorry to anybody I didn't throw a comment out there. I tried to put as many of them up on the screen as possible, but you know, when you get a conversation going, sometimes it uh, it is hard to do. Yeah. But there is a there is a lot of them. Oh, why yeah. the three segment arm? This the three segment arm. I liked it um, just because since I need to have the roadcaster in frame sometimes, it makes it easier to do that because it's so long. And since I don't have a permanent overhead setup, if I want to do like a video on the roadcaster, it makes it easy to position where I can have a camera kind of zoomed in on it and do things in real time. So it just gave a little more versatility. Um, because otherwise it was sort of like stuck back over there behind my monitor and it was wasn't super convenient. But yeah. That's all. I I get very frustrated a lot with equipment like that. Like I'll think I have everything I need, I'll think I have it set up perfectly. And then one day I'll go to do something and and it just doesn't do it quite right. Mhm. And that was uh I think that was actually the first Rodecaster Pro. I I don't remember what I did. It didn't play nice with a few certain mics. And I was mm. like, I can't have that, you know, no. like certain mics that had, uh, which I guess that's a testament of its quality, but they were lesser quality metal and they would just buzz. But then I'd plug mm. it into a cheap interface and it wouldn't. It's like cheap likes cheap and expensive doesn't like cheap, apparently. <laughs> so no more Roadcaster Pro for me. That's funny. Now it's all Comica. Oh, wait, there was, wait, there was an NDA comment. I saw Liberty Dude, I guess, under NDA, about talking under NDA. I talk about NDAs. I guess they are under NDA. About oh, wait, I see about it. being under an NDA. He had asked, when under unreleased product NDA, how difficult do you find it to keep quiet when you see your community discussing the product? Um, I haven't been under that many NDAs personally. I don't know about you. I have not. Uh, okay. Bronson, on the other hand lots of ndas yeah oh what is happening here <laughs> my monitors are like stuck um i've been i've been under some but i just i tend to just i'd rather just like use something when it's out for the most part there it is. um it is funny though because sometimes i'm not gonna lie sometimes i have friends who are under ndas and maybe they they don't nda too well and they they let me know about things and then i see things on rumor sites and i'm like oh that's not <laughs> I know for a fact that that's not true, but yeah. I can't say anything. And that's that's kind of funny. The the usually it doesn't matter and I just I just try to remember not to say anything about something. Um the tr the toughest part was the Roadcaster Pro 2 because um it it like 
they pushed back the release date a little bit. And so the NDA period was longer than I expected it to be. And obviously the roadcaster is very popular. And so people like, Hey, I'm going to buy a roadcaster. Should I do this? And I really wanted to, to tell them. And I was, this is where yeah. I was having like a moral dilemma of like, don't buy it because yeah. in once it got where it was in like a return window, I was comfortable with that. But what I started doing was I'm not making, I'm not talking about the roadcaster because I don't want to like make a video about it and then people are going to want it. So I just stopped talking about it. And I like, I think, I don't remember what I did. I didn't take down any videos, but I remember not doing anything to promote like older roadcaster yeah. videos. Like, um, Hey, I think it's go. I heard there, there's a rumor it's going on sale next month. Maybe you just want to, yeah. I would, Cause people would always ask, is there a new one? And I, I would just say like, which is what I would say if I didn't know what I know, like it is four years old and there's a lot of competition now, it would make sense for them to release an updated one. Um, that's what I thought before I knew, but, oh, and that I didn't like. That was where I was like, you know what? This kind of sucks because in a way, like I want to serve the people that, that are watching the channel and me having this knowledge is kind of getting in the way of me doing that the best that I could. And I don't know that I'd really want to be under NDAs anymore for that reason. I'd rather just like, and, and some companies know that and they're like, oh, if we'll send you stuff, but it'll be like the third or fourth round, like after the thing comes out. I'm like, that's fine. I don't, you don't have to send me anything, but I don't need it right away. I'm totally yeah. cool. I've, I've yet to touch a Roadcaster Pro 2. I just, yeah. I love I made mine. the decision. I some think I would love hate it too. theirs. <laughs> really? I love mine. Why? There's Maybe it's just because of me, but there's been a lot of weird, to be fair, Rode promised the world with the Roadcaster Pro 2. And I think what they didn't clarify was it can do all these great things with future firmware updates. Um, and so it came out and people were like, what about this? What about that? What about this? And it's like, yeah, maybe you guys kind of like, you made it like yeah. episode one where nothing was going to live up to the expectations of the Phantom Menace. And now people mm. people were a little disappointed, but um, I love mine. It's it's been great, and then I don't know. I use it every day. <laughs> yeah, I love the first one. I'm just still waiting on, like, the pandemic killed off my multi-person podcast because there used to be three, sometimes four of us up here yeah. doing a fantasy football podcast in the beginning of of all my audio journeys. And once the pandemic kind of killed that off, I was like, I don't need four channels, and I'm right. sitting on you know six hundred bucks for one person and, and it would have been smart to just keep it. But I, it really, I am very confused. Like, and I've said this before, I'm a broken record, but there's so many companies that are behind road right now. Like road is just yeah. so far ahead of the game when it comes to podcasting. And yeah, you know, that, that those machines are just way ahead of the game. And I'm, it confuses me that no one's a caught up and b like catered to, smaller groups of people like why don't we have a smaller unit that does the things that that does with maybe two channels maybe three channels maybe one channel like yeah I, that's, that's the that's the question i get that constantly of like do you know if road's ever going to make a roadcaster mini i've had people even send me mock-ups where like it could look yeah. something like this i'm like i don't <laughs> yeah sure send it it's to a them great idea um and and i know there's like the p4 which is sort of smaller but it doesn't have the the ergonomics and i think that's what people want like if you took the roadcaster and just sliced a chunk off of it 
where it's like a little bit smaller, but you still have nice faders. You still have a nice yeah. interface. The it's, screen, it's easy the screen to use. at the top. Yeah, but it just doesn't. You don't need nine channels or, or right. eight sound pads and stuff. Yeah, I think there's and, and most podcasters do it remotely. Like most of the shows I'm familiar with, like are doing it from different locations. And if if there was a Rodecaster Mini, that'd be amazing. That would yeah. sell like crazy. And they could oh, probably yeah. charge half of what the four channel. I mean, it could be three hundred bucks, and people would buy it. They'd eat it. Oh up. yeah, that'd be that'd be a good price. And then it would also like it would it would really decimate the sales of all the like competing products. I yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially the ones that are trying to be that. But and there's a lot of them that are trying to be that and are doing the smaller versions, but they don't they don't have hardware recording. It's all still you know you have to record. Yeah, to they're really cool interfaces. Or, but yeah, and. Yeah, I just want I want that in a compact form for one to two people, and I would be absolutely thrilled. Know Your Joe says, how do y'all schedule future content? I think we do, you, do it the same way, judging from an episode of one of your productions that I heard, but I'll let you Do you, you schedule first. your stuff? I don't necessarily schedule, schedule, but I have a vault. Like, I make mm. sure I have videos in case I need a break or I get burnout, I've got backups. Like I've usually got three to five videos just ready to, to put out, but my, my recording and production value is different. You know, I'm, I'm much less concerned about the overall look because I can't get myself into cameras. Like I was telling Gil on the first creative connection thing I did, I just can't, I can't get into it. It's, it's, too much it makes it's my head hurt everybody a little bit. like yeah it, right. you don't have to <laughs> yeah i wish i could because it's like as as a gearhead and and lover of technology like it would make perfect sense that i would enjoy that but i just can't get yeah. myself into it so I, I do have you know videos ready to go at all times but i don't necessarily schedule them usually i'm like i get the same kind of anxiety with YouTube videos as I do with my phone. Like if my phone's on 20%, you get that phone anxiety, like, Ooh, 20%. That's not going to work. Got to plug that in. Mm-hmm. I'll see a video has been out for like two to three days. I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't released anything in two to three days. I've got to do something like something's got to come out. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean that, I think that works. You're one of the only other people I've met who does have stuff ready to go. Um, I thought that you did. I do. Yeah. Um, I do schedule mine. I try to have two to three ready. Um, to go and sometimes I switch the order, but they are scheduled and I have this super it's the weirdest thought, but I'm like, if I die, at least there'll be three more weeks. <laughs> like, do, do you have do you have a an in in memoriam video ready? <laughs> yeah, in like, case of emergency. If you're watch, like Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man type thing, like if you're watching this, I'm dead. Yeah. No, my because the thing that freaks me out is I spend so much time making a video and then when it's just sitting there unlisted, I'm like, no one's ever going to get to see this. If it's scheduled, then I know, like, even if I something goes wrong and I can't get near a computer or an internet, like, it's going to happen and it's going to go out. And I don't, there's something about, like, knowing that it will be out that makes me feel better, uh, that I didn't just, like, spend all my time on something that may or may not even be ever seen by, the by you know, see the light of day. Um, but that's been cool. I've been scheduling stuff since 2019, and it really helps with, the stress and kind of anxiety of constantly making stuff. I don't know how you couldn't. Cause I, I would be, cause I have had those periods of like, I don't want to record anything. I don't mm-hmm. want to do, I don't want to do any of this right now. And it's not because I've lost any love for it. It's like, I just, just like a job, I need a vacation. I need a yeah. moment to, 
just get my mind off that and into something else, just if, if even temporarily. And, and I know a lot of people that don't have stuff ready. And Bronson, yeah. I'm, I'll call you out, dude. Bronson has <laughs> nothing. He has nothing ready at all. He's like, man, I haven't put out a video in like seven weeks and I'm only halfway done with this one. What am I going to do? It's like make more videos, have them <laughs> ready. And you know, if you have to sacrifice some of the the fancy stuff, you gotta, you gotta sacrifice some of it sometimes. It's yeah, okay. I mean, people I would still say watch. most of the people I know, I think they kind of publish the video when it's done. Like they, they're done editing, export, upload. And that's when the video comes out, unless it's like a brand deal that has to go out on a certain day or something. But, um, and that would just scare me. I just can't work that way. Yeah. I, I'd have anxiety about that. Yeah. Time. I panicked yesterday because yesterday was Thursday. And for some reason, I woke up thinking it was Wednesday. And I was like, oh, wow, this, this week is going by. There's so much time left in the week. I have a whole day before a video comes out. And then, like, I'm checking everything in the morning. And I panicked because I was like, oh, my God, a video was accidentally released or something too early. I was like, wait, no, it's Thursday. <laughs> the system is working. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> how, how do you juggle what you do and what you do with Heather? Cause that's a, I, I feel like, I feel like I put out a lot. I feel like I maybe lose some subscribers from putting out too much. Like, God bless it. This guy's annoying the hell out You're of me. Like busy. unsubscribe. You, like if you make a lot of things, it's, I mean, Heather currently has four channels going. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a lot. And so mostly like the stuff I do my thing, she has her channels and then we do a few things that overlap, but it's very little effort. I don't say effort on my part, like not that I'm not trying or, or being aware of it, but you know, she's, she put out a vlog the other day and she's recording one now. She's the one filming, editing. It goes on her channel. I just, I'm in it sometimes or I hold the camera for her sometimes, but that's, that's pretty minimal in terms of time commitment and stress and effort. And we do our couples table live stream every week, which we took a break from for like six months just because we needed a break. And then we got to a point where we really missed it and wanted to do more. And we just kind of have fun working on something together. And so we look forward to it. Um, we just have our, I don't, we just have a schedule. And I guess I'm very like kind of neurotic and like having schedules and she has ADHD and needs a schedule to function. So it kind of works. Yeah. It, in two different ways, it works well for both of us. I, I feel like, judging from the outside looking in i feel like you guys get along extremely well but even <laughs> if you do like is the the couple's table it's got to be kind of uh therapeutic right yeah it it is a cool <laughs> it is a cool chance to like sit down and dig into you know like work related topics and it's not just our echo chamber because the live chat is there and so other people can jump in and maybe kind of shift your perspective or even confirm what you're thinking. Yeah. And that's pretty fun. Like that's, that's a really enjoyable thing. And Heather, Heather's so, there's so many times where we're just talking about something. And she's like, this should have been a podcast. We should have been recording this. Oh, oh, I, or, well, I mean, technically you could do what I do. And with the creator connection stuff, I download the video from YouTube and then I just convert it to MP3 and just let it roll. Yeah. I, I mean, mean the, could, the, <laughs> why not? No, for a hundred percent. That's what you should do. And there I, I would love to listen to your table talks without, you know, <laughs> the vi the video part, which I can, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. Just the whole I mean, podcast that's, there, thing, it we feels should good. Be, the most recent batch, somebody has been 
forgetting to upload the audio only once. So I there's probably like three at this point that I kind of need to upload and schedule and I kind of forgot. So but you guys I, do do the audio only? For we those? do, yeah. So you oh, can okay. go you okay. can find the couples table wherever you get your podcast. It's the audio I version. I did, oh, here I go. I'm, there you go. Uh, there is an the audio only version. Now, then. And I maybe it's in YouTube music now with their new like podcasting stuff too. I'm not sure. Really, really curious where that's going. I don't I'm not seeing it yet. I, I'm not understanding it quite yet. <laughs> Me either. Um, but I am very curious, and it sounds potentially promising. Yeah. Well, I'm a YouTube music user. Like, you know, my whole yeah everything is that. So I would love to not just get my music there. I would love, like, Google Podcasts is great, but there's no widget. There's no, you know, sometimes it forgets where I left off. So I would love if that was integrated into YouTube music, which I know is the plan. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, Liberty Dude, I was just given audio hotline crap because that's what I do with Bronson. He knows that. Uh, know Your Joe said, How do y'all, which is straight from my area, determine how much to charge for sponsors or brand deals? Mm, Not deals is... like pickles, but deals. <laughs> that still sounded uh, like pickles. Um, That's a tough one Be- because. I don't, I don't know how, for me, I guess, I can only speak for myself. Um, and I don't know, I mean, maybe your your thing is different. Obviously, I guess for me, I don't want to do sponsored content. And so, the, in general, I don't want to do it. So, I price it high enough that if I'm doing it, it's worth it to... It makes sense. Like, yeah, they have to, like, pay the price for me not wanting to do it. Is, is kind of that and and recognizing i guess the bigger side maybe the better creative answer or creator-based answer is sometimes companies will want to look at your subscriber number or your view count and they'll price you based on that forgetting that you're making something that lives kind of forever and no other platform works like youtube where it will serve up a three-year-old video today and you know they're not just paying for this week like that's that ad read, that integration, whatever it is, it's going to be there for a really long time. And so I kind of, I, I set my price rates at a, at a level where it is worth it to me to do. And it doesn't make me feel like, oh, but I should be doing something else or whatever. So it's worth it for me to do. Um, and if they say no, then I'm relieved because I don't have to do it. <laughs> right. So basically Tom's like, what's in it for me? Well, it's it's like, it's, I mean, that's what I even on my website, it says right there, I prefer not to do sponsored content because even when there's a brand that you love and everything goes great, there's still the, at least for me, I am aware somebody's paying this. I want it to do well. I I don't want them to be like, man, you suck and you're terrible at this. (laughs) And that's a lot of pressure, even if I'm just putting it on myself and there's, there's still the communication. There's still, even if they don't review anything beforehand, even if they don't, you know, have any control over what you're making it's there's still it's almost a little bit of a client freelancey vibe of you know okay well what are the terms what are this are we on the same page it's a lot more complex than just me going i want to make a video about this weird mic i saw on ted lasso <laughs> that's well, way the easier aspect, there's the aspect too which i you know i've heard you say obviously i watch way too much tom buck <laughs> but the i can't remember exactly what video it was but you had the one it was sponsored and you just felt terrible because it wasn't doing well. Yeah. Oh my God. And I like, I haven't had many sponsored videos. I've had a few and I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't like doing them because I feel like it has, it changes my outlook 
of doing the video from a true yeah. review to a demo. Like I consider it a demo. Like if somebody, you know, pays for me to do a video, I'm like, okay, this has got to be a demo. I can't right. give too much opinion on it. You know, I, I can say what I think it would work good for, um, and what it wouldn't be great for, but also finding a way to, to like, okay, this is clearly an instrument mic, probably not good on voice, but that's not what they intended it for anyway. So, you know, a demo and just not strongly opinionated, but at the same time, you know, not pumping sunshine up everyone about it because you know, you're, you are getting paid. And I did one for Sterling Mm. and it was like their P10, P20 and P30. I felt awful because that video still sucks. It's not doing anything. Like the the views are terrible. I haven't heard from them since. I don't blame them. They said they were happy right. with it, but they can't be happy with the views, you know. And I, I felt bad. And I was like, you know, I was really excited about doing my, you know, first sponsored mm-hmm. paid contract, that whole kind of thing. And and now I just don't ever want to do it again, which I, I will, I'm sure. If, yeah, I'm always, if somebody, I mean, I'm appreciative to it's a cool position to be in to even have the opportunity to do it. And what I think I try to do is not do a lot of them and then do them when it makes sense. Like the Sennheiser one we talked about being able to do something where it's not just this video is sponsored by, but there's something kind of cool with it. Other people are getting this. It's, it's a little different and it actually makes me excited to talk about the sponsored part of it. I would like to find more ways to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and that, I think that's a good win-win because even that video was sponsored by Sennheiser. It was about the profile. It honestly wasn't any different than the review would have been other than I didn't do direct comparisons because the one thing they asked, they were like, this is the show, like the premiere video for this mic. Please don't use other companies' mics in the video. <laughs> um, and they were like, do that later, like make your own other video or whatever. Um, but this video, like, you know, don't have the, our new mic with 50 other microphones. Which makes sense. And yeah. that is something I probably would have done in a review. And I just ended up making that video later. Um, but otherwise, it was the same. Like, it was the same as it would have been unsponsored. But the fact that it's sponsored, even though I know it it didn't change the opinion, I only made the video because I actually did really like the microphone. But people watching don't know that. And, and right. it, they're going to see this is sponsored. This is a home shopping network at this point, And I don't want that vibe like... I don't want to be the home shopping network. No, no. And and that's me too. I don't, you know, technically anything I put out with an Amazon affiliate link or whatever, like if I wanted to be super shady, I could just pump it up. But there are a lot of times I put that link in there and and somewhere in the video, I'm like, I just can't recommend doing this, you know, just not a good idea. Uh, Yeah. Luckily for us, in my opinion right now is, is gear, especially recording, you know, and video gear is, is better than ever. And so good. It's so good. <laughs> so and a lot of it's cheaper than ever. Like I, there, I've got so many crap USB mics that I just can't unload that if I only had that to make a podcast with, I would still do it because it's fine. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's really fine. So the only thing that ever really trips me up is like, don't put out a product without latency free monitoring don't put out a product without a headphone jack. Like if there's one thing that I, that I will never hammer anyone on, it's like, just make sure it has that. If it yeah. doesn't have that, I know there's workarounds, but they're not fun. No. So like, if you put that out and I've, you know, emailed back plenty of companies, but like, you know, this, 
this mic's priced really well and it's sounds good. And I just want to let you know before I release it, like I'm the fact that it doesn't have latency free monitoring is a massive oversight. And luckily for me, every single company, which there's been like five has been like, we're okay with that. That's fine. We're not going to be upset that you say that. And I try to give everyone, everyone a heads up. Yeah. Like if I do have a major complaint, you know, one company in particular, I was like, you can't sell this. You cannot sell this device. And I cannot, yeah. if you want me to put this video out, I will, but it's, ter- it's, it's completely saying, don't buy this. I've and, definitely sent stuff back where I'm like, I just yeah. can't even, this doesn't yeah. work for me. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, they were like, thank you for your feedback. We'll, we'll fix this and we'll put it out. And you know what? Those freaking they, they put it out. It's on Amazon. It's got one star reviews. And I'm like, why didn't you just listen? Like, I know I'm not an expert. I don't, yeah. you don't need to be an expert to know that when you turn phantom power on and it just buzzes and doesn't come through clearly, like that's, you can't sell that. You just yeah, people, can't sell that. People aren't going to like that. People aren't going to like that. Uh, Enrique, who's watched my channel for a long time. Thanks Enrique. A lot of you have to, I'm sorry. I, I would love to compliment everyone. It's just hard. <laughs> Uh, question for both of you. Do you perceive there is a difference in the audience other than just size for bigger versus smaller channels? And what are the differences? Take it away. TB LCT 240. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I can only speak for myself, I guess, because other than size, bigger audience, I think a thing with YouTube when it starts pushing, not that my channel is like the biggest on YouTube. It's bigger than I ever thought it could possibly get. It's a, it's um, a, it's a fantastic size. That's what she said. <laughs> um, wow. I, I walked right into that one. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, it's pretty nuts for me to even uh, think about that. That would, that, yeah. But there are also channels that are significantly larger. So I have a feeling they have, different perspectives on this. What I've noticed is that when YouTube pushes your your stuff out to a larger audience, you definitely do lose the the tight-knitness of it. And when you have a small channel, it's like... Like an intimate small venue to watch a concert in. Exactly. There's a total difference between that versus like Madison Square Garden. Right. And, you know, the people who are going to the 300-seat venue, everybody bought their ticket to be there that night for some reason. Madison Square Garden, a lot of people did, but some people are also like, my friend had a free ticket. I don't even know why I'm here. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I want it on the radio, whatever. Um, and that's kind of the same thing. Like, there are people who just don't, you know, they, they show up and they're like, your bright colors are obnoxious. The stupid wordplay is dumb. <laughs> like, you're, uh, like, and I'm like, this is, you're not wrong, but like, this is kind of what the channel is. So I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Well, and well, it's, 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 it's you, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, if you, if you don't like me, you don't have to stay, you don't have to hang out and you, you know, it's, yeah, that's me. I make crude, ridiculous, gross jokes. And I've had multiple people be like, you know, I was, I was with you until this. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's not going away because if I make it go away, I'm compromising what I'm, what I'm out to do. And it's like, if I'm going to find my circle of people, I have to be myself. If yeah, I be exactly. anything other than that, and I just try to pump out reviews with nothing but information and graphs and stuff I don't want to do, then it's not me. Then I'm like every other single person doing this on YouTube, and I do not want that. And if you don't want that, you don't have to. Yeah, but there's plenty of people who do that super well. and Yes, and I watch a lot of them, and I yeah. want that information only sometimes without any fluff. And then sometimes I want some fluff. Right. <laughs> riffs, wait, yeah, riffs, beards, and gear. Riffs, beards, and gear. <laughs> fluff, yes. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Me, I, I don't know. 
Uh, that question, the only thing it really makes me think of, cause I don't have the experience of like large channel, you know, thing. I, my first podcast got pretty large. I was able to like speak at some expos and conferences awesome. and stuff. Yeah. It was a great time. I wish that I still liked football, but some, <laughs> for some reason I just completely fell out of love with sports in general. I just don't care anymore. I don't have the time for it. But when I was doing that and the audience was pretty big and it was going really well, um, I could not, I felt like a jerk because I could not respond to everybody that reached out and I could yeah. not discuss things with people and I couldn't help people. So I fear that, you know, if this channel ever got too large, like I fear the day that I can't respond to every comment That's and true. I will probably be, I'll probably have to get over it if it happens, but I'll be upset for a minute that I'll miss comments. Cause I hate, absolutely hate missing comments. I hate like finding one Mm-hmm. that was hiding for a year. And I'm like, man, I never responded to that person. They had a legitimate inquiry, a legitimate request or a legitimate question. It's like, I, I feel like it's not your fault because the algorithm doesn't show you everything, but you still feel like crap. Yeah. And know? it's like a paragraph like, Hey, I love your channel. Thanks for this video question yeah. about I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Well, like Lou at reaching out to you, like that happens, yeah. you know, when your inbox is full of stuff. That yeah, happens. I just feel, I feel such guilt and anxiety every time I open my email. I'm just like, I, uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I mean, you, yeah. you know, you're only one person and you don't want the 10 working for you. I don't and, want the team. So it's, you know, and if you have the 10 working for you, one of them's going to open an email that gets, that gets you hacked and Linus tech tipped, you <laughs> oh know? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor guy. boy. Yeah. I'm glad I'm, I, I am glad that YouTube is able to fix that stuff pretty quickly because I they, watch Linus tech tips and I enjoy the heck out of it. And I was like, oh man, what am I going to do if this is gone for weeks? You know, I know. I'm still working my, my way through things. their like four hour podcast where they break down the whole like minute by minute of what happened that day and those couple of days. And it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really scary. I don't think I have to worry about it yet, but there is still a worry. Like, I've seen it happen to like channels of every size. It's yeah, yeah, bums me out when something in my feed, like in my subscription box, is like I know I'm not subscribed to Tesla, live streaming crypto, whatever. <laughs> what channel was this? And oh, it's so sad. Oh, we missed. I missed this one. MEI Studios, which has been on the Creator Connection thing. Do you have uh, situations where the company that sends you products expects? Oh, okay, that is different. I re- read it wrong the first time. One time I had a company say, we're sending you this and you need to send it back. Um, yeah, I've had, I usually don't accept that, which isn't because I'm like, I want to keep it. It's because a lot of times, a lot of times they don't want to cover the shipping I have found. And I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. ship this to China because it's going to cost me $200 or yeah. you know something crazy. Um, and so, you know, if they, if they want to return shipping, but in general, I have found companies, the companies that I choose to partner with, don't ask for stuff back because I think they kind of know the value of even, you know, I don't know. Lewitt sent me this. I don't have to make a video about it. How many times have I talked about the 440 at this point? Oh, a lot. En- enough that they got their money's worth from sending you. Yeah, and I'm going to make a video about it, and it's going to be in my collection. And it's going to appear in future things, and I feel like companies are savvy enough to go, like, it costs us virtually nothing to send this guy this one thing, and even if he doesn't make the dedicated video for it, it's going to be in the background. It's going to be in comparisons. It's like, you know, and I think that that's, 
I had a I had a friend uh, kind of really dig into a I think they were digging into Sony. They were digging into a camera company or lens company about this because when they came out with new lenses, they would send them all to creators for two weeks and then send them back. And he's like, nobody can utilize everything a camera lens can do in two weeks, and you guys are missing out on people really bringing this into their workflow and making it indispensable. And it will be in every what's in my camera bag video. It's going to be in every studio tour video. It's going to be on the shelf. So when they need to do something for a project, they remember they have it, but you send it to them for two weeks, they send it back and they will forget about it. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, that's, I, I kind of agree with that. But I also, I mean, ultimately in an ideal world, I would honestly love to just buy all the stuff myself me, that me too. I don't want to do because then there's no yeah. issue. And you <laughs> no can one say what you want and it doesn't mean you want to trash stuff. It's just, you know, the... There's no pressure. I, I, yeah, there's no pressure. And, and I've admittedly caught myself, like, you know, watching back a video because that's my one narcissistic not narcissistic quality, I guess, is quality control. I'm like, okay, I got to watch this to make sure it's, you know, to feel yeah, what the viewer feels or whatever. And I'll be like, mm, maybe I was a little too happy about that feature, which I watch now. And I'm like, it's not that great. You know, it's, yeah, that's, maybe it's, I was a little too little too sunshiny about that but i'm like oh, well i i also live in the moment so i'm just gonna yeah, have to accept I was that. excited about it that's i mean a cool middle ground which i've been able to do this like i mentioned b and h <laughs> they're getting their money's worth yeah uh, b and h and sweetwater was really cool about this too is sweetwater's fantastic loaning out gear where it's like because i don't even this is a very privileged place to be in, but I don't like really want more gear unless it's something I'm super interested in, but like, I don't need another studio light. I don't need like, and unless there's something I actually want, I kind of don't want stuff taking up space. And the weird thing when you start a channel is people will eventually hit a point where they actually like you talking about stuff. And you're like, Oh, you know, I just won't cover everything. But then they're like, no, I want to know what you think about this. And a good middle ground is to find a good retailer that will just let you borrow stuff for like a month. So it's enough time to use it, enough time to experiment with it, but they're not the manufacturer. So you don't feel obligated to be sunshiny about it. Right. And you're not spending any money on it. And then you just send it back to them when they're, when you're done. And that's been great. Like that's a huge, I think that's a perfect middle ground for that kind of stuff where it's like, I would never spend the money on this, but I am curious about it. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> that, that is something that I, I hope to eventually do at some point. Cause that does solve a lot of yeah little issues. Like I, some gear I hate sending back, but some of it, like I look across my studio and I've got this wraparound desk thing and it's just full is full. <laughs> and most of it I've already got recorded and it's, it's just like, it gives me anxiety sometimes. I'm like, I love gear and I love all this stuff, but I'm sick of looking at some of it. You yeah. know, it's, yeah, that that's a very real thing that can happen. Yeah. And you can't just, you know, I sell most of everything because I don't yeah, have the space. Try to make sure everything is used. So if I'm not using it, uh, you somebody, know, like, yeah, somebody's it gets sent somewhere or some, somehow it gets used. Yeah. And Johnny said, do you both take suggestions from your audience on possible content to make? Um, I do. Do you? I do. I yeah. order, I got a, uh, someone sent me an email, uh, three days ago and said this, uh, I think you'd really like this CAD E90 super cardioid handheld dynamic. It's really clear, nice. And it's been my favorite for a long time. And I know that they're a viewer and I've seen their name multiple times. I was like, I'll buy it right now. 
you know, I'll, yeah. I'll get it in right now because that's what you do. You know, you, people spend their time to watch and, and if you can do that for them and showcase something that they think highly of, yeah, you gotta, you, you gotta go for it sometimes. And luckily you, you can find that stuff fairly cheap. I buy more mics than I would like to, <laughs> but I want people to, you know, I want people to see what they want to see. So yeah. And if you get the same question a couple of times, you're like, maybe this is something that yeah. is worth exploring. Yep. A few more questions. Know Your Joe says, how difficult is, is it today to reach the YouTube partner program? That's a Heather and Tom question right there. Yeah. Uh, any general ideas to how long it takes? I will just reel off. It took me almost two years. Let me see. It took me, uh, yeah, just over a year, I think. Um, I think but I didn't like even do anything. a year and 10 months. Because once you first get into it, or I guess this was years ago, so it could be different. But once I first got into it, it's like, oh, cool, I'm in the partner program. If if I were to max out every level of ad or whatever, it's like I would make eighty dollars. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is maybe I should wait until this grows. So just because you're in the program doesn't mean that like it's easy street now. Oh God, no, no. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long it would take. I think it's so different for everybody. Some people I think can it do it in too. a month. Some people never do it. Yeah. Um, and you've got different niches. Like, yeah. you know, it, in my experience, like the audio gear one is, is, a. Uh, I think it takes longer than most. Yeah. And, um, and I don't think, I think there are some niches too, because people will be like, when my channel hit a hundred thousand, a bunch of people are like next stop a million. And I was like, that's never, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not even me being like, oh no, no, no. It's, this it isn't just, a niche where that happens. <laughs> no, no, there's. Like if fine. you extrapolate the numbers and like I live in a, a town, it's a small town, like maybe eight to 12,000. I don't know the exact numbers, but I know like two people that give a crap about audio gear. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. and you extrapolate that to, it's just, it's just not happening. You know, not, yeah. not everyone can be Mr. Beast. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> or like would that. want to so, be. But I remember it was like when Netflix was panicking last year because they were losing subscribers and it's like i think you've maxed out the number of people on earth that want netflix (laughs) right you there's only one way to go like yeah you you know but there's no more people to get netflix at this point and that's fine and and that just happens so i think being aware of that is is important and you know not hinging your measure of success on numbers that you can't control is yes probably important yeah like much like what you have talked about, the goal for me is to, you know, one day maybe be lucky enough to just do this and not yeah. do the nine to five. And if that ever happens, like I don't need more than what I need. I just, you know, when you get to a certain stage of your life, which in my opinion is 35, <laughs> when you hit 35 yeah. and all your priorities become super clear, <laughs> it's like, I do not want to work, you know, for, I want to work for me. I want to yep. do what I want to do and I want to enjoy it. And I want to find a way to get a platform that's that's decent enough to be able to to do things that are good, like to do, you know, not line the pockets of a company. God, I sound like such an anarchist, but <laughs> no, just, totally I want to do right. good stuff. You know, I want to do good stuff that comes from me, not every once in a while your company lets you go out and and and, and help someone. Like, no, not when they choose. I want to I want to do this stuff when I choose. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. And and if you, and, and just as a little side note, like anybody out there that's asking these questions about becoming monetizable and, and all that stuff, like, don't worry about all that. Just 
you know, if you've got something you enjoy doing and mm-hmm. you think that someone could get value out of it, just start. Like, yep. just do it. Use your phone, you know, grab a cheap USB mic if you want the audio to be solid too. Like, just just do it. Just have at it. See where it goes. And don't be frustrated when it takes a while because it, it does take a while. Absolutely. But you'll find that it's pretty rewarding pretty quick. I mean, not trying to pump you up, you know, we're not celebrities or, or anything like that, but... You know, you've got a, a very good channel with a very strong following. And it is, you know, it's it's my pleasure to be able to have a conversation with someone that I get value from that is also in part of that circle. Yeah, I mean, and I'm that, telling you, I mean, it's a mutual it's, feeling. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's so rewarding. Like, I, I don't make the money to do this on my own, but if I never get there, it doesn't matter because there's already a bunch of rewards that's came out of this. And it's just, just do it. Just freaking mm-hmm. do it. Do the Shia LaBeouf thing and just do it. Just <laughs> yeah. do it. It's very, it's, it's extremely rewarding. I He's mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone have anything else so I can let Tom go watch some Ted Lasso? Who I doesn't watch, want to I be? actually do have an episode to catch up on. Plus, it's also like, what, 11 p.m. over there. Well, I have, I have a very specific time that I'm allowed to come out of my studio and that is oh, okay. midnight i'm i'm allowed to leave at midnight doesn't mean you have to stay with me i'll okay. record some videos afterwards but yeah she's going to be making cupcakes till midnight and i uh, i distract her because anytime oh. i see something funny on my phone I'm like, hey, babe, look at this and she's like wait <laughs> try and burn make cupcakes now. yeah <laughs> uh wait until you hit 70 says dale dale's a great guy i want to shout him out before we leave too because dale has been uh watching my channel pretty much from the beginning and he's convinced me to buy way too many microphones and he does a little bit of microphone reviews himself on his channel nice. and uh he's 70 and it doesn't matter because age doesn't matter either none no. of that crap matters he's doing what he wants to do uh yeah. hey there's my buddy marty from canada uh marty did a podcast with me for a while and then he flaked out on me screw you marty uh <laughs> just i'm kidding i love marty uh just start is great advice Uh, yeah he does a podcast with his son about wrestling and it's really cool and it's fun to listen to and and he just did it yeah that's the thing to do people always say gear doesn't matter and like i i push back on that sometimes like well the gear opens up certain specifics but when it comes to starting or not starting it should never be the thing that gets in the way like yes don't wait on the funds for the sm7b no please please don't please don't it's a great mic (laughs) But please don't just start with start with what you got get 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 the get the sm7b from china that sounds more like you know the pile mic that you know and love get (laughs) that it'll work it'll be fine (laughs) it's fantastic (laughs) all right if anybody doesn't have any more questions if you do throw them out there uh by the way I've, i've not made it to season three of ted lasso i don't want you to spoil anything for me but is it still holding up completely i'm at the end of season two Oh, yeah, no, it's it's really good. I was, this isn't really a complaint, but at first I was like, oh, the season premiere doesn't feel season premiere but that's really not a complaint. Um, but yeah, it just sort of, it just sort of, it just sort of keeps going. The story continues and I, I love it. I keep seeing little snippets that kind of tell me a little bit of what happens and I'm, I'm kind of upset. And I'm also upset that Jamie Tart told Kaylee he loved her. I'm really mad that he did that, and I hope that goes nowhere. But oh, Jamie, Jamie, we'll Jamie, see. Jamie. We'll see. Uh, Jamie yeah, Tart. Do, 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 do. I'm definitely more of a Roy Kent fan. 
Oh, Roy um, Kent is the best thing ever. But I was really upset to see him at the end of Thor Love and Thunder. That made me really mad because that movie oh, I did not right. like. Yeah. That's right. I, for, I forgot about that. I, I was not happy about that. I was like, don't do it, Roy. Like, please don't do it. Like, I like Marvel movies. I really do. But I don't want everyone in them. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, I someone to be not in the Marvel universe. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I also owe you huge things. Thank you for letting me be because I was the one who was like, oh, I'll be on the show if you want. And then you let me dictate the schedule and the time and everything. So I, I super that, that, appreciate that. That's That's just the way it should be. I, I don't. Yeah, that's just the way it is. I, it's easy. Uh, you, this... you're, you're taking your time and doing this for no other reason than the fact that I like having conversations with people that do similar things to what Yeah, I've I'm loved the, the other episodes you've done, oh. and it's fun to talk in semi-real time. And this, um, the app we're using is awesome because there is, at least on my end, there's no latency. It's like we're in the same room. It's awesome. I saw Heather said that. Like she yeah. was watching it, and there was like hardly any delay, which I'm really impressed with. Yeah, she so must be able to like hear I'm, me, and she's like, "He just said that." That's awesome. <laughs> looks like I'm going to be paying for this, unfortunately. So, Uh-oh. which never I, mind, it sucks. It's terrible. Don't you? Oh, it's terrible. Uh, what What are y'all's in game goals with respect to YouTube, or are there any? I know what Tom's answer is because I just listened to it this morning. Yeah, uh, keep doing what I'm. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing as long as I can do it. Same here. I, I don't have any desire to change it up. I don't need a. I love Lou from you know unbox therapy but i don't need that big warehouse kudos to the people that that you know each to each his own but i no matter if this jumped to you know 100 100k tomorrow you would still see the same stuff because it's just i'm happy with it i'm fine with it this is just what it is and continuing to do this and there will definitely be more of this creator connection because uh, the, the pandemic made a, a big dent in how we communicate. And I yeah. just kind of want to get back to that a little bit mm-hmm. and it's fun and rewarding and you guys seem to enjoy it. So yeah, I appreciate, appreciate, I highly recommend being a part of it. If anyone is, has the opportunity and doesn't matter what it is, big, small, 10 subscribers, 10,000 doesn't, doesn't matter what, are, you know, if you create something and want to talk about it, we'll do it. Uh, TJ, TJ's awesome. He's another Ohio guy. Aww, Cleveland nice. Guardians podcaster. Yeah, see, spent many hours watching Tom. Spent many hours watching me. That's what it's all about. It's I love it's it. cool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, I'm gonna let you go, Tom, and right. I'm gonna I'm gonna find something to do for an hour so my wife doesn't you know abuse me physically with her cupcakes and that'll be that. Thank you, Kelts okay. <laughs> Chronicles for, for that. But yeah, Tom, thank you, man. I, I appreciate the heck out of it. I Not know you got a lot going on. I know Heather keeps you busy with creator tables and I'm glad That's you true. could do a little creator table with me and, uh, yeah, tell Heather if she ever wants to come on, it would help me tremendously to keep this thing going. And, uh, I think both of you are just about as cool as they come. So yeah, I appreciate you both. I feel it. Feelings mutual. Thanks again. Thank you, Tom guys. Thanks for joining uh go check out you already you all already watch tom but if for some reason you don't i don't know what you're waiting for like (laughs) if you want to hear sure puns and (laughs) if you want to keep your content light but still learn from it like there's there's just there's not much better i've said it i've said it for the past six months like the absolute best combination of quality and content my two favorites tom and of course you you got bronson i I gotta shout him out because he's He's just that guy. He's he's the first guy that really took me in as a YouTuber person. Oh. YouTuber person? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom's YouTuber's cool as heck as well. Doesn't matter if he's got 100K. He's out there to help people. So thank you guys. 
thank you, Tom. Tell Heather and the dogs I said hi, and I will talk to you again soon. All righty. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. See ya. See you guys.